and welcome to 2020. The world is literally burning um, and I don't know where we're going to go from here in this new decade. But instead of facing up to reality of how sad the world is, I'm here with some of my friends to decide what the best game of the last decade was. I am joined by Nick, Mark, Chazzy and Andy. Hello, chaps. Hello. 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 How are we all doing? Very well. Yes, yeah, good. Really good. New year. So, we're here to discuss Game of the Decade. This is Game of the Decade Part 1, uh, which I like to subtitle Build the List. <laughs> so, we have created a list of 69 games. <laughs> nice. And we're going to try and whittle that list down to just 10 games in this Part 1. And then we are going to try and uh, rank that list in part two of the podcast. Um, so we've got a big list. We've kind of weighted it so we know who's voted for what. I'm going to read that list out and then we're going to go in alphabetical order and kind of chat about some of them that perhaps have less support behind them and kind of see who's for them and not. And then we'll start to put the list and then we'll slowly get to the games that some of us might consider more likely to make the top 10. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read this pretty long list out first, so bear with me. Alan Wake, Amnesia Dark Descent, Apex Legends, Batman Arkham City, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Bayonetta, Blood Bowl 2, Bloodborne, oh, Blood Bowl 2, Bloodborne, Breath of the Wild, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, Dark Souls, Destiny slash Destiny 2, Disco Elysium, Dishonored, DMC, Devil May Cry, Doom, Dragon Age Inquisition, Fez, Fire Emblem Awakening, Firewatch, Forza Horizon 4, Gone Home, GTA 5, uh, Hitman 2016, Hitman 2, Hotline Miami, Inside, Lego Dimensions, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, Mario Galaxy 2, Mario Odyssey, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, Minecraft, Monster Hunter World, Outlast, Overcooked, Overwatch, Pac-Man, CEDX, uh, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5, Portal 2, PT, uh, PUBG, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 7, Return of the Obra Dinn, Rocket League, Shadow of Mordor, Skylanders, Skyrim, Sonic Mania, Spec Ops The Line, The Stanley Parable, Stardew Valley, Super Mario Maker, Tearaway, Tetris Effect, The Last of Us, The Walking Dead, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, The Witness, Titanfall 2, Tomb Raider 2013, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Wolfenstein The New Order. And all done in one breath. Not bad going, eh? (laughs) (sighs) Just say excuse me for a second. That is a list. That is a hell of a list. So we've Um, also assembled the list, I notice, uh, in... um, Alphabetical order, and then put the number of nominations next yes. to each of them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Uh, and there was a, there were a few standout ones, but I noticed there was a, there's only one person who's put their name next to Alan Wake, but for some reason it's got t- ten, <laughs> ten votes. Yeah, Ooh, crazy. Point out, I've changed that back since we started recording, <laughs> and it keeps getting changed back to ten. So Nick, tell us why the hell you think this game deserves uh, <laughs> ten votes. So, um, oh, amazing. Um, so Alan Wake for me is, for me personally, it's the game of the decade, probably. 
Uh, although some things that I'm going to say later on probably contradict that. But for me, it's just such a brilliant, brilliant world, story and game. Uh, everything in it, it's got everything that I love. It's got bits of the supernatural. It's got bits of Twin Peaks. It's such an amazing location. There's so much love in that's gone been thrown into it. Um, so yeah, I just I just really think it deserves a shout. And apparently, nine other people agreed with me. So okay, yeah. well we're gonna amazing. mathematical impossibility aside. Um, <laughs> you said it is your game of the decade. So are you willing to fight for it later? I guess is this the first one that's going to kind of go on the provisional list and maybe make the ten. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it, it, it's my personal game of the decade, but I I'm, don't think it's going to stand a chance against any others. And I'm, I have more fight over some games that have probably innovated a bit more and more recently. So, uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm happy to scrap it from the list and just say it's an amazing game and everyone should play it at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you later, Alan Wake. We Good hardly knew you. Uh, next up is Amnesia Doctor said this is uh, I put this on here um, I think I'm the only person that's pretty much put horror games on this list and this is one of the first ones that really made me fall in love with the horror genre I'm not into horror movies especially but horror games really do it for me and this one's just brilliant not only in like the atmosphere the graphics create but it has some of the best like writing in video games that you read like logs I've never like there's some logs in there especially one around like a kind of like a torture scene experiment that takes place that really unsettle you like it made my stomach churn and i felt like some like existential crisis reading some of it so just for that alone i thought it deserved a mention uh next up we have uh assassin's creed 4 and andy you nominated that uh is it one you particularly want to battle for or do you just want to highlight it just highlight it out of the Assassin's Creed I played this decade. Um, it probably was the best um, in terms of execution, storyline. Allowed more freedom, escape from the Assassin's Creed storyline quite a bit. Um, the ship physics were really good. Being a pirate was a lot of fun. Um, but probably what I've heard, Origins and Odyssey probably have a better get Assassin's Creed games. So this one, I'm not willing to fight for it, but I thought it deserved a mention in terms of first Assassin's Creed of a new generation and, and far, the last of the old as well yeah last of the yeah, old when there's cross yeah. also a good proof of concept of where the Assassin's Creed games could go as well where they could yeah. have gone and never did yeah <laughs> yeah I suppose it's like the boat stuff right and they've kind yeah. of and the a little bit in Origins well they're and, supposedly yeah. making Ooh. a full game based around the, the, the boat stuff that Skull and Bones game that yeah, they Skull talked about like two years ago yeah, and yeah. then we haven't heard anything about since it's still supposed to have a 2020 release date but it was also supposed to be out last year and the year before but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's quietly been well, scuttled maybe. I, think. I think that game is vaporware okay next up again Andy we have you with uh, Bayonetta uh, yeah um now this one is one of those um games which is just absolutely balls out crazy um in terms of its moves set move set and the finishing moves and just the graphics and the storyline itself it's got a strong female character and started off the decade in a really balls of style it was i think it was a this was it a Nintendo Wii exclusive at the time? <coughs> no, no, the first, no. the first Bayonetta. No, that was the second one. No, first, the second one. 
Second one was a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, I've got first one came out on PS3. Yeah, yeah, I played that on PS3, but it's just really crazy, and I think deserves a mention um, amongst all the others like God of War and stuff. And this was just gone nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's different, bit bonkers. Yeah. Uh, next up, I'm surprised this is the only Warhammer game, but uh, Blood Bowl 2, which is no surprise to you again, Andy. Well, you know, I could have put loads in. I could have put Vermintide in. Had I played Total War Warhammer, I would have put that in. Battlefield Gothic in, um, Space Hulk, and so on and so on. Um, anyway. Right, get back to Blood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't want the whole list of Warhammer games that came out this decade? Nah, beer all week. <laughs> anyway, Blood Bowl, yeah. Um, this one just grabbed the board, board game perfectly. Um, you know, in fact, it's got that turn-based um, features where you um, are trying to beat the opponent. It features a lot of sport. And when you put, take and perform these moves where you, you're taking a risk and if you talk, score a touchdown or if you kill the opponent, there's no better feeling. Of course, it's a really bad feeling when you get um, your teammates get um, killed themselves. And just a lot of fun in the league. Um, loads of fun. Loads of hours played on this game. And one of my games of the year of this one. But I'm not going to fight for it because I'm the only one who's played it, really. And there's better games. Probably <coughs> yeah, I reviewed list. this a while back for Pure Xbox and only gave mm. it 6 out of 10. So mm. Ooh. I'm not going to back you up. <laughs> I will say not to like crap on games because I know we're trying to celebrate them my biggest thing with this game is I feel like the RNG was broken and it would deliberately screw you over sometimes just to keep things interesting yeah it was almost like, yeah. like FIFA feels like it's cheating against you yeah. Yeah. yeah but because this is kind of a board game and you know there's dice rolls behind it all yeah. it's kind of like it's not subtle about it it's like okay how did I suddenly fail to do like the yeah. simplest thing I think when you so play the AI, you get that feeling yeah. a lot more than you when you're um, playing against a human opponent. Yeah, definitely feel that way. Um, next up, with only one vote, we have Dark Souls and Chazzy. Which is an absolute travesty, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. This is okay. genuinely <laughs> one of the most important games of this generation, like of this decade. The only reason it's... I didn't is because, yes, it is an incredibly important game. It's... It... Uh, spawned an entire genre although yeah. arguably Demon's Souls did it first Dark Souls just popularized it yeah um and it's become such a thing that you know it's it's commonplace to hear so and so is the Dark Souls, Dark of, Souls of whatever genre it's um, the, what COD 4 was to that generation yeah but um it's Bloodborne was better well we'll get into that conversation later but yeah <laughs> um Dark, Dark, Dark Souls for me um was such a breath of fresh air in um, uh, a sea of kind of mediocrity at the time. And it was so different and so unique and so interesting. And it told stories in a really interesting and convoluted way. And you had to deep dive into every single corner and facet of the game. And I just think it's an absolutely fascinating once in a lifetime kind of piece of software. Uh, And I, I absolutely adore it. Uh, and I think it's probably one of the top five games of this decade. Uh, probably. Yeah, but it's but the three top. of them, so it's been three out of a lifetime. <laughs> well, I'd say the first one was probably probably the, the proof <laughs> of concept, the one that was the best of the three. Okay, so given the high praise you've just given it, do you want it to be on the list of maybes? Oh, yes. 
I, I, I just don't think we I don't think we can't not have Dark Souls on a list of games of the decade. It, it we we can argue between you know that and and the other game. Okay, because uh, I guess we should say I perhaps should have started with this caveat. This isn't necessarily a list of it's definitely not a list of the best selling games or the most influential, but there are certainly very influential games on this list that mean something to mm. us. So I guess maybe that's where the debate will come later. Like, yeah. whether Bloodborne means it might be the better game, yeah. but maybe Dark Souls means more to you. But it. we can certainly have that conversation when we get there. Uh, so, well done, Dark Souls. So it's the honour of being the first game that makes it to the provisional top ten. It's nice. on the banner. It's, on, it's, <laughs> it's there. there. Um, next up, we have Disco, more current game, Disco Elysium, and Nick. Yes. So um, I played Disco Elysium over Christmas, uh, and it has kind of, at the moment especially, the rare privilege of being a game that I can't stop thinking about. Uh, it just, everything about this game kind of permeates the soul and the brain, and it just, I can't quite describe exactly what it is that makes it so engrossing. It's it's incredibly well written, it's it's kind of, um, it's, I should probably explain what it is. Um, it's essentially a cop thriller, uh, but it's an RPG. So it's very much everything you do in the game is a dice roll. And there are stupid dice, just like if you've ever played D&D with some mates and it got a bit stupid and you do dice rolls for literally everything and anything under the sun, Disco Elysium is the perfect game for you because you get dice rolls for everything and then you start conversations with different parts of your psyche who can end up arguing and then you can have a dice roll to decide which part of the psyche overrules a different part and it's just mad levels upon levels upon levels in this brain of a slightly deranged cop who's <laughs> woken up with no idea who he is and that's who you play so you play this cop you've woken up after a mad drinking binge you've no idea who you are you have to figure that out or just decide to be whoever you want. You and can even actually not find out who you are for the entire game yeah, if you want. Exactly. Um, in fact, I, I did a whole... Um, I think my first sort of... I don't want to say playthrough because I died after about three hours. But the first three hours, I didn't <laughs> know who I was. And then the second playthrough, when I started again, I figured out how to figure out who I was, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Um yeah, I I can't praise this game enough, to be honest. And I'm sure I'd have this on my list if it wasn't for the fact that I I just haven't got around to playing it yet. It's just yeah. that little bit too recent. Yeah, uh, and I I mean, if it wasn't for Christmas, I wouldn't have played this yet either. Uh, but I just, like I say, I've can't stop thinking about it. Still, it's been o over Christmas. I started playing it before. Um, it's a simply wonderful game. Um, and it's also doing something slightly different. I know it's it's very much at the end of the decade, but I haven't seen this level of detailed writing uh, and certainly this kind of um, RPG for a very, very long time. Uh, and it feels like something that will definitely be iterated on more in the coming de in the coming decade, especially seeing as it's just won yeah. three awards at the... Well, it's this and, Div and Divinity 2, isn't it, that are held up as the kind of... Um crpgs that yeah um pillars of eternity and, yeah exactly yeah uh so yeah i i think i think it deserves to be on the list uh but obviously i think i'm probably the only person who's played it 
Um, so, but if you feel that strongly about it, we can still put it on there for now. Stick it on the list. It might, it might not last long, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, Mark, tell us why Dishonored is a good game. Um, Dishonored is one of the best stealth games I have ever played. Um, it it's a it does a, a perfect job of updating like the old thief. <clears throat> Um, games into the the modern gaming era uh, sets it sets it in a really interesting world sort of what do they call it like whale punk um, aesthetic um, I love the art style I love the story um, the the gameplay is really solid stealth it does what yeah. what a good stealth game does which is allow you to play the entire game without being spotted and without um, ever killing anyone you can play completely non-lethally in fact, the more people you kill, the the worse the world becomes. So you're kind of encouraged to uh, to play non lethally, but then it gives you so many tools of murder that it's really hard to resist the urge. Um, it's just an all around excellent game, uh, and uh, the sequel was brilliant as well. Unfortunately, not enough people bought either of them, uh, and so I think the franchise is now kaput. Um, which is a shame, but it, it's also the game that put um, Arcane on the map, um, and they've gone on, of course, to, to make that last Prey game that's supposed to be very good. Um, oh, I don't think yeah. Dishonored hangs, but um, I just wanted to mention it because it's, as a lover of stealth games, it's one of the best I've ever played. Okay, cool. Thank you. Andy, you like killing devils, apparently, in DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah, this is the one um, that seemed to generate all the outcry. And the Ninja Theory so- one. Yeah, pissed off so many people that um, they went back to the Capcom franchise back and continued with Devil May Cry 5, which I'll talk about on another show. But um, DMC, I just thought it was good in a very balls-out way. In the sense of the bosses were very unique. I remember the TV, but TV show boss. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just every boss was just very unique, and how you beat it, it wasn't very just our mashy buttons and. No, there was a heavy emphasis on combos, wasn't there? As yeah, well, between your two weapon styles and stuff, and um, I, I adore this game. I adore yeah. this. Yeah, um, they go on. So probably out of all the ones I've played in terms of just. The genre of this, it's probably the best one. Um, and I know they went out with the character, created a different Dante, um, made him yeah. younger, made him a bit more cockier. Just give it a bit more of character instead of what would turn a bit stale with Dante and, and the locations themselves. So, yeah. And the fanboys hated it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. So, yeah, I think. It won't last probably long, but it can go on the list. I'll probably focus okay. a bit. Um, you just reminded me of another game that I completely forgot to put on, but Hellblade sent to us Sacrifice is really good too. Same yeah. developer. I had to stop mm. playing that. It was making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> you got to push through it. Like mm. I keep telling you about all these horror games. You no, got to push through it. It wasn't. It wasn't like uh, it was. It was just. Un- it wasn't like it's scary. Really it wasn't horror. It was just uncomfortable because I was playing with a headset yeah. on, and. Yeah. The the, the way the whispers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuff just unsettled me. And the mm. world looks like gross. <laughs> um, yeah. Next up, we have Andy again. Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, of all the role playing games played, 
um, this decade, and not that many. Um, probably putting about 100 hours on um, Inquisition, did loads of side quests. Out of all the Dragon Ages, I've probably thought it was the most balanced in terms of between two and Origins, but thought sort of found the perfect medium. Um, the story was um, really captivating and solid. Um, I probably wouldn't hang with all the other role-playing games, probably didn't hang with The Witcher and stuff, but as a role-playing game that shows what Bioware was capable of, I thought it was yeah. really good, powerful. I mean, the yeah. characters were really good. It's, I, always, you know, I always found this game a little empty, um, mm. whereas Origins was so full. Uh, Origins was weird because it was so full of interest and character and so many little nooks and crannies and like interesting grey areas. This mm. didn't... It's never, have it, yeah, yeah. It never felt as full, um, yeah. even though it was beautiful. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a real swing and a miss. And you know, if they'd have given it a little bit more time to cook, I think it it could have been an, an old timer. Hopefully, Dragon yeah. Age Four. It's yeah. been in development for a while. Fingers now. crossed. Uh, Andy, you next have the uh, walking simulator Firewatch. Yeah, this one, um, lovely art style. Um, yeah. we've talked about the art style in the previous show it's absolutely amazing um, one of the few walking simulators that has intrigued me um, I remember on the free demo and how it's set up um, what's so set up? it's interesting you know, like this um, fire marshal basically looking after the um, national park um, and it does it's sort of like <clears throat> smacks you in the head a bit where it's um with its twists and everything where it sets you up to follow one path and then it just sort of like twists away from into another it's and very clever in doing so yeah. much with so little yeah mm. and being able to tie yeah. it all together with narrative yeah it's definitely definitely a game where that proves how good a simple game can be yeah, yeah. if especially with with the story the the writing on it is is incredible yeah, I think it's one of the best written games I've played this year. So, yeah, I'm probably willing to go for this a little bit on the um, top 10. I, I really enjoyed Firewatch as well. It, it, it was yeah, same, out same here. Me. Yeah. All right, you're on your own there. I found it a bit boring, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, next up is me, it. Hitman 2. Um, I'm completely willing to let this game go. Because Hitman is on the list, and I would fight more for the original Hitman or the 2016 Hitman. Hitman 2 didn't quite hit as well. I think it lost something when they got rid of the episodic um, nature of the game. It has some good um, levels. It does, it does like exponentially kind of improve the increase the scope of the game, but it's not quite as good as Hitman 2016. So happy um. to see it gone. Uh, Hotline Miami, Mark. Oh. You know what? Oh. I regret not putting my name down next to this game. Because um, still to this day, I listen to the soundtrack when I'm working out and oh, stuff. It's like, so, so good. Yeah. It is so good. Some of the tracks are like creepy and unsettling and really yeah. twisted. Some of them just sound like... They're, some of them are absolute bangers. Like, like Some yeah. of them sound like what you'd imagine Miami would sound like if it was music. Just like slow, sun-drenched nonsense. My, Miami in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, like the title screen music is but like, so cool. Oh yeah, everything about that game is is pretty cool. It's it it's the game that I I, I feel at least like put Devolver Digital on the map and yeah. kind of yeah made 
indie games cool again, I guess. Uh, but not like cool as in, well, you know what I mean, like edgy and... I think it took away. We had that period of indie games on consoles being cool. And then as we transitioned... There was the Xbox like, Live era. This, yeah, the Xbox Live era. And then indie games started to get a little bit more expensive and have like better production values and stuff. Yeah. And then this kind of didn't. Like it has... It's the just like ugliest graphic style you'll ever look. It's grungy like and cannibal, filthy and drug addled, and yeah, it's just it is like the way that like you as you're like rushing through this level, inflicting like horrendous violence on everything in your sight as fast as possible, whilst the background is flashing neon colors and that soundtrack is pounding in your ear. Yeah. It's kind of the closest thing you could get to a drug trip whilst playing a game. Um, yeah, yeah. Hotline and there's something nuts. mesmerizing about you. It's one of those games you completely get in the zone. You the music like dictates what you're doing, detects like how the pace at which you're like throwing things at enemies, and the other cool thing, the way it makes you walk through a level after you've completed it and see everyone you've killed. Yeah, yeah like the music sort of just like fades out. Yeah, and it's like look, and what the, the flashing stops, did. and then you have to walk yeah. back out the way you came past all of the the like the murdered body bodies and like the blood blood soaked rooms and um mm. yeah, it's been imitated many times since then. Um, various different aspects of it: the gameplay, the the aesthetic, the soundtrack. Uh, nothing has quite hit what Hotline Miami did. I don't think yeah. even Hotline Miami two. Quite hit no, I have one. not finished Hot Mine Miami 2. No. The level design is not as good, isn't it? They chuck no. more stuff at you. There's more like open spaces. Because that's the other thing. The, some of the way the levels are designed, the corridors are tight, where there's mirror, uh, where there's windows and stuff, and who can see you where. It's super clever. Yeah. Um, I think we put it on the list, Mark. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to fight for it. If All Firewatch right. is on this list, Hot Mine Miami. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Uh, Next up, Inside. Yeah, uh, Inside. Um, essentially, I think Inside is a near-perfect platform, 2D platformer. Um, it took what Limbo did uh, and iterated on it uh, and improved in pretty much every aspect, I think. It brought it into colour um, and it, it, it gave this... It had a great setting um, and... Uh, it's kind of the opposite of Firewatch, where Firewatch is such a simple game with great narrative. Inside is what seems on the surface a very simple game. Obviously, the mechanics and how everything is timed and everything is perfect. It's incredibly precise, and there's a lot of work that's gone into it, but there's no narrative. It just it tells a story without saying a word and without mm-hmm. being... A, a, Anyone could see and play through that game and understand the story. It's almost environmental storytelling. Exactly. Um, which is why I think it deserves a mention. I think it's probably the best 2D platformer I've played this decade. Uh, and I really like 2D platformers. So oh, yeah. you haven't played you haven't played Sonic Mania then, so <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> Alright. Um, um, we're so gonna yeah. take it off the list though? Yeah, yeah, take it off the list, but it deserved a mention. Okay. Uh, the next one, I can't believe uh, Kev is no longer on the podcast and we've somehow ended up with Lego Dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Andy, tell me why it's a good game. Yeah, this is probably the pinnacle of the Toys to Life uh, genre that um, infested um, this, this decade. Um, and it was probably one of the best Lego games. The amount of franchises they got 
um, and combined it so effectively into this one game and um, the storyline was really a lot of fun. It was engaging. And, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I've got more to say about it when it comes up because I'm willing to fight for this a bit more um, in terms of... um, I was not expecting that. Jeez. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I completely agree. LEGO Dimensions is the best LEGO game. Full stop. Yeah. Is it the best Toys to Life game? Yeah. I would say Disney Infinity is pushing that. It's crap. Skylanders? Skylanders and Imaginators. Yeah. Um, Skyland- Skylanders probably is, the best. Skylanders looks beautiful, but it um it's about shadows of mm. teaspoon, unfortunately. Because they're all just like brawlers, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, like dungeon crawlers, yeah. Yeah, okay. Alright, I was not expecting that, but <laughs> let's move on. We've got a lot of games to get through. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2's next. That's one that I put on the list. <clears throat> I just think it needs recognising as people kind of... Mario Galaxy, the first one, didn't quite make the cut because it came out too early, but they had enough ideas to make Mario Galaxy 2. I just think super inventive. Like, they really mixed up what... After Super Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine kind of were similar games with the overworld. Like, Mario Galaxy really changed up things and deserved to be recognised. I do... We have Mario Odyssey on the list, and I do think that's a better game. But Mario Galaxy 2 still deserves its dues, I think, and just worth a mention. I mean, secretly, it's better than... Mario Galaxy One, but yeah, it, like, but um, it's but it's just it's thunder was stolen by the fact that the first one came out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, we have Mass Effect Three. I'm the only person to put my name down for this again. Similar to Galaxy Die. That, that ending, that that that, that gets know. taken off the list just because of that ending. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You see, I'm an apologist for that ending. I don't mind because I completely. It's about the journey and not the destination. Yeah. And I totally buy into the in- indoctrination theory, how Shep was, re- was indoctrinated and was being used from the start. So in that context, the ending makes a lot more sense. Um, people who have known me for a while, now I did an episode about where I defended it on 30 Minute Gamers, an old podcast I did, and I will defend Mass Effect 3 <laughs> to the day I die. There is nothing wrong with that ending. Um and it has some great moments, like some of the choices you have to make throughout that game are up yeah. there with the best that the series has offered. Um, it slightly takes another step back. If like Mass Effect Two took a bit of a step back from some of the RPG elements of the yeah. game, it takes another step back and is and then makes it slightly more action. That's how we ended well. up at Andromeda. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great game. Go on YouTube. Don't listen to my podcast, but go on YouTube and look up Indoctrination Theory. There's a bunch of stuff about it. It contextualizes the ending a little bit better. Um, yeah, Mass Effect Three is great. Uh, Mark, a game that, I'm, that I know you absolutely love, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to be the only one who would want to fight for this one. Um, the Monster Hunter franchise has been such a massive influence on games from. Fantasy Star Online all the way through to Destiny and Destiny 2. Um, it's been... Uh, well, up until Monster Hunter World came out, it was a very sort of niche genre in the West, massive mm. in Japan, but very niche over here. 
kind of obtuse, very difficult to get into. Um, A lot of obstacles to get into it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Most of the games were only on like the Wii U or the 3DS and not on like the big boy consoles. Then Monster Hunter World came along became a smash hit for good reasons it's it's capcom's biggest selling game ever which and is nuts street fighter and all kinds of resident stuff, so. yeah if you think of like resident evil and street fighter and stuff like that it's it, the fact that it's their biggest selling game is kind of crazy it's it, it still has some quirks that kind of get in the way of it being it's it doesn't have it doesn't have all of the uh, ease of use of playing online with friends that a lot of modern games do. But it's a massive step forward uh, in quality of life uh, over the previous games in the in the fr- in the series. And I have sunk a horrendous amount of time into this game, and I absolutely love it. I was playing it last night. I would be playing it again tonight if we weren't recording this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got yes. to say, I'm, I've got to, got to give Capcom props for just ripping up the rule book on how they make those games and completely redoing everything mm-hmm. and to actually turning it into something that's fun and I want to play. Yeah, because I've played all the Monster Hunter games and I've and it's always been too obtuse for me. And this one was the one that got me in, but it couldn't hold me there. Mm. So I'm hoping that if they the next one is always it's all as always with Monster Hunter. The next one might be the one for me if they just sort that how to you know sort of meet up with friends and but keep all that really interesting um, quest stuff and yeah just uh, just the cute cats as well cooking. I could, yeah, I could watch that for hours. Oh yeah, the cats are cute. Uh, yeah. there, there's a new animation in Iceborne because there's a new because you're in a new area. There's a new chef oh. with a whole new animation and it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I also want to mention quickly that it is one of the only games that Capcom makes that that isn't full of like on disc DLC and they've only brought out one paid expansion and it's a proper expansion whole new massive area 30 something new monsters um huge changes to the way the gameplay works uh, and up until that point they had brought out uh, like uh, about a year and a half maybe a bit more than that of of like constant stream of free content crossovers with other capcom games but then like other games that kind of fit into monster hunter like horizon zero dawn and witcher 3 um yeah it's as an overall package it's kind of insane and i love it but i think i'm the only person who would fight for it so I'm willing to let it go. All right, it's gone. Uh, next is me, Outlast. So kind of how I talked about Amnesia before being a great horror game. And it kind of almost ties into Hotline Miami, what I said about the trend of indie games getting better. This was a lot higher. There's a lot of these first-person horror games, and this was extremely like high production values and kind of also helped pave the way for like Resident Evil to become what it is, Alien Isolation, Kind of that first-person horror game where there's always there's quite a few areas where there's something stalking you, and you have to figure out environmentally how to get around it. Again, brilliant atmosphere. Also, the sequel's meant to be really good. Not played it. I don't, if I was to, I don't think it stays on the list because if I was to push for one horror game, there's a different one I would push for. So I'm going to say bye to Outlast, but it's a great game. 
next up, completely different tone with the yeah. psychedelic uh, Pac-Man CEDX Chazzy. This is the greatest arcade game that was released in the last 10 years. Um, it is does what... Oh. I know you guys love Tetris Effect. This does what Tetris Effect did... This does what Tetris Effect did, but earlier and better. You've actually... How do you take Pac-Man and completely redesign it, make it more exciting, more tactical, more difficult, uh, and have the most banging soundtrack that you've ever heard? It's an absolutely phenomenal game, and it's probably one of my top three games of all time. So I think... Going on the list, then I guess yeah, if it's top I, three of all time, it is a that that game is phenomenal. They unfortunately completely screwed the pooch when they came out and brought the um, they brought out the sequel, and the sequel, sequel wasn't, wasn't as good. Yeah, wasn't great. But this completely re. I mean, how do you? I mean, you've redesigned Pac-Man and made it better, and that game is an all-time classic. I mean, that's insane. Okay, it's on the list for now. Next up, we are back to horror with PT and Nick. Yes. Um, I don't know if it really counts as a game because uh, it was obviously a, a teaser. Um, but I thought it deserved a mention uh, purely because of how it was kind of... It was just dropped uh, and onto the internet uh, at E3 uh, with absolutely no mention of who created it or the any of the talent behind it it was I, I seem to think it was some kind of it was a random studio name they gave on the listing uh, and it had some kind of tree as a logo um but i just think uh, as the whole the whole experience of that kind of weekend to week of playing through the game downloading the game playing through the game and figuring out as a community all the kind of secrets and how to crack the ending and get get the ending and get the mm. final reveal trailer uh, as an experience is probably up there with one of the best of the decade uh certainly one of the most memorable um and it's still a fun game to just jump into every now and then uh just to have a few uh loops through uh and when the, when when the ghost i think i think it's lisa is the ghost when she gets you, it, it's still genuinely one of the most frightening experiences I have ever experienced. Um, and I think there's now a, like someone's done a PC version, uh, and I'm just wondering how terrifying that would be to play through in VR. Someone's uh, uh, remade it say, in Dreams. In Dreams, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Also, if you've been um, watching those YouTube videos of the guy who's literally been taking this apart forensically to find out how it all works... Yeah, I, 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 I saw a lot of headlines saying that Lisa is kind of always tethered to your back. Tethered to your so back, she's, yeah. Just so oh. you can quickly flip her around when she gets you, sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Uh, but yeah, the, the the feeling of dread and that you're being watched in that game and coupled with the experience of figuring it all out in the first place just means that it, it was a great, great experience. Cool. Does it stay on the list? I don't think it does, just because it's not... Wow, that was quick. Just one <laughs> side. <laughs> Fine, done. No, I've, been cop- I've been crossing them off as we go Itchy along. I'd already, I've, finger. I've copied it, so if you had said yes, I would have pasted it in there, but you didn't, so... Uh, next up, we have PUBG. Uh, yeah. Very influential game. 
it's not the for me it's not the best no. battle royale out there but I think it deserves recognition for being popularizing the first. it was a mod of a game originally and it popularized battle royale that we're now this battle royale like dystopia that we're now living in where everything has that mode deserves it buggy as hell when it first came out yeah uh, but still great game uh, the next two can kind of go together. Both horror games, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 7. Kind of ridiculous that both of them have come out in the same decade. I'm assuming that's the um, 2 remake, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Resident Evil 2 is that remake. Brilliant remake. They really did. It made my top 10 for last year. They did some great um, quality of life updates to it. Um, but it's still the same game. Doesn't go on the list for me. When I was talking about Outlast before, I said there was a uh, horror game I would fight for, and that horror game is Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 takes a lot of the stuff that's in Outlast and just brings it to a triple A budget. Um, super Does a bunch of interesting stuff, tries its hand at like basically every type of horror movie you can Ooh. think of kind of there's a section where you watch you go back and watch a VHS and it's like a flashback of a character who's kind of locked in like a saw like room where doing certain things will kill him and there's only like one way out of the room and um, does a really good job of being a self-contained story but then ultimately it ties into the greater Resident Evil narrative um, just a really good job of that and it's meant to be amazing in VR as well so I will leave that there and we'll discuss it later yeah I mean I loved it I loved the first part of the house when it goes into the caverns yeah. it sort of fell away yeah. from me I had to I was long think about that game and I just thought house bit was brilliant getting chased by the family was brilliant but when it, yeah. when it stepped into the caverns I thought Ugh, here we go again <laughs> which I think a lot of Resident Evil games are kind yeah. of guilty Ooh. of like the best bit of Resident Evil 2 is the They're opening front loaded or back loaded Resident yeah. Evil 4 does the same thing as well. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, like the best area of that is that church area. By the time you get into those mines and stuff, you kind of get a little bit sick of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're all same with the original. You're in the mansion. As soon as you start to venture slightly outside of the mansion, you kind of feel unsettled, like it's not what you should be playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but cool game. I'm putting it on the list for now. Uh, Retur- Return of the Obra Dinn, Nick. Yes. Very much like Disco Elysium. Uh, wow, you've already crossed it off. Sorry. Um, <laughs> very much like Disco Elysium, uh, another game that I couldn't stop thinking about. And actually, I didn't add this to the list until earlier on today. And that's because uh, last night uh, we watched the third part of BBC's latest Dracula uh, remake oh, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in episode two is set entirely on a ship. Uh, yeah. in the 1800s and just the whole aesthetic uh, just threw me completely back to going around the ship on the Obradin, uh trying to figure out who died of what and who killed them um, just a sensational game uh, and Lucas Pope definitely deserved a shout on this list somewhere I don't think Papers Please was quite up to the scratch that Obradin was um, oh. No, but Obradin definitely uh, deserves a shout out on the list. I don't think I'll fight for it because I think of, of the two games that are kind of in the PC, more out there genre, uh, Disco Elysium, I'm willing to fight for a lot more. But Return of the Obradin, it's now on all the consoles, so everyone should go and play it as soon as you can. 
and just try and you you'll feel so smart and you'll feel so um captivated and but at the same time you'll be frustrated that you don't know why this is happening sort of thing but it the whole story Um, reveals itself backwards as well which is even crazier it's an incredible game a bit like Fez that I guess we'll get to talking about later. Some points one of those rare games where having a notepad next to you to write stuff down. Absolutely, yeah. You don't have to do it, but it's kind of an integral part of the game. And it's extremely rewarding to have that notebook to go back and look over after you've solved stuff. Just like, I remember early on in the game when you first go under the deck and it's kind of, you, it's the first time you're coming across multiple murders to solve. And I had a whole sketch drawn out, trying to sketch out like the path of each character and to see whether any of them could have crossed paths and stuff based on this like monochromatic level, of, like first person view that you get. And I was just like, love it. Yeah. And I've not finished the game, but it's like one of those things. It's super cool to go back and look at those notes to see whether you were going down the right path or probably the fact that you weren't. It's just like a journal that you build yourself out of the game is just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, next up, Andy, I think you have just added games to take the mick here. Why is Skylanders on here as well? Well, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a first, this is a one that um, started the whole Toys Life thing, so I think it deserves a mention. Um, this was the one where the developers um, sh- tried to sell it to every studio, Sony, Microsoft. It was only Activision that took a punt in it, and they cleverly added Spyro to it to its marketing and then moved into the background and then basically captivated the kids with figures and able to move them to the computer um, domain. The game was solid but uninspiring, but it deserves a mention in fact that it did start a massive craze for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fight for it as such because LEGO Dimensions was a better one, but I think it deserves a mention. All right, cool. Uh, a game I'm surprised didn't get more votes really Mark, Skyrim um, yeah it's Bethesda's last good open world game probably <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I, I mean it's it's still a buggy mess uh, there are still bugs in I mean I've got the Skyrim special edition on three different platforms oh my god Um and it's still got things like the mammoths falling out of the sky bug, and sometimes the dragons are flying backwards and things like that. Uh, and there are the occasional game-breaking bugs and stuff that are in every Bethesda game and are super annoying. Um, <clears throat> but it was the first Elder Scrolls game that really grabbed me. And I know like aficionados will say it's the worst Elder Scrolls game and you should go and play mm, Morrowind. Or, um, a bit similar to Mass Hammerfell Effect, is people feel it's dumbed down, right? And it's not the same game that they started off Yeah, as. you don't have like the same like min-maxing stat points and things like that. But as just a, uh, just a massive open-world immersive fantasy you know, game to explore, um, it looks dated, uh, unless you're playing it on PC with... Well, that's just Bethesda's engine, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it looks. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. Um, it 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 doesn't look quite so dated if you're playing it in handheld on the Switch, but um, true. Uh, but yeah, it, it just uh, I, I I think it still holds up. 
I mean, that game is nine years old, nearly nine years old now. Uh, and it's, it kind of... Like you say, if they're still re-releasing it on the Switch, then there's, there's certainly a... Uh you know, an audience for it. Yeah, there's know. a reason why it's so popular. It's hard to put yeah. into words, but just like just walking around. I mean, you don't have like the constant distractions like the the radio you would have uh, playing uh, in the background on um, on the, the Fallout games. It's yeah. just like that uh, that ethereal soundtrack. I can't remember the the name this of the guy who did the soundtrack, but it's um, the you music. Fall into is either, a, you fall into either one of two camps, don't you? You either like the Fallout style, or you like the Skyrim sort of dragons and you know mythical norse style and uh, and fantasy and like th- this doesn't i enjoyed it and and i really did enjoy it but the, the fantasy setting doesn't really or didn't really kind of gel with me no. whereas like playing the fallout games there was something about that that really hooked me and captured my imagination and that's no. why i even though no. i can respect it i just can't i couldn't put it on my list i'm not gonna fight for it because there is another fantasy open world rpg that i think is more deserving of being on the list so i'm happy to let it go i just wanted to mention it because it's skyrim you know everyone's played it all right cool yeah thank you next one as much as it pains me to say i'm not gonna fight for this because i ain't gonna get anywhere with it (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's sonic mania i'll say it now i do want to play this game honestly it's really good it's it's not the best Sonic game. The best 2D Sonic game is Sonic 3 and with Sonic and Knuckles plugged in. This is a very close. It's up there with that like core original Mega Drive games. The, the only reason I can't say it's not the best, but it is pretty good. They absolutely nailed the feel of it. It's a fan's love letter, isn't it? It's made yeah. by a bunch of fans, essentially. Well, it's made yeah by a bunch of fans that kind of had so, uh, Sega's support. So yeah, go and play it. Um... It's worth every whether you play in the vanilla or the plus version that came out. It's definitely worth playing. Uh, it pains me; it's not going to make the list, but it's off the list. Uh, spec ups the line, Andy. Um, yeah, I mean, out of the ones where we talk about mental illness into games, and this one was just one of the most underrated games going when it came out. We did a massive special on it. I would discuss yeah. with I would discuss it on every number of means. Of whether whether Star told and the questions it brought up, and if you want to listen to why it's, this is such a great game, which is that episode, um, I think it deserves to be on the list. I think it probably better. I mean, I, in terms of how it made you think about post-traumatic stress and the questions it raised and the narrative it sold, um, and probably one of the best anti-war games mm. going yeah I mean I, the one thing I think I would say about this game is that the way it tells its story and the way it plays with you um, is brilliant and up there with some of the best like sort of storytelling mm. um, in in games but I feel that the game is incredibly clunky mm. and mechanically, yeah. mechanically flawed yeah but um, well, if that's the, the way, the, the, if if that if, if there was ever a game that needs a full-on remaster like Resident Evil Two, um, this is it because I would love to see this get a spit and polish mm. and a shine up because I think it, you could really make something incredible. You know, imagine this done by like the same team that do like Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah, it'd be incredible. So um, yeah, it's a shame, really. Yeah. 
It can stay on the list. I think in terms of the story, I think it's hard. There's not many games that match it, so maybe it does have a place mm. on the list if we're going to start yeah. getting down to it and comparing stories. But yeah, there's clunky things about it. Like We talked about it at the time, like the whole sand mechanic, yeah. where you basically use it twice in the game, <laughs> and they advertise it as a big thing, and then it's basically yeah. not a feature. Yeah, non-existent. But it's one of those that stuck with me. Like I still think to yeah. this day sometimes... I think of it in the same way I think of a lot of like great like war novels and stuff. That's it. And I think so anyone, I, anyone who's played it has, it, like you say, has had that thing where it's stuck in their mind. Um, yeah. yeah. Like but if you've read, but yeah. Not, not a lot of people have been able to get past the, the, the clunkiness and the kind of gener- yeah. genericism of it. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's its, that's its trick is that it's pretending to be a generic game and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark, complete change of uh, tone. Super Mario Maker. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm surprised that you didn't put your name down next to this. I, uh, yeah, it's one it's of those things where it's a, it's, it's a bit like Hotline Miami. I didn't un- unintentionally leave it off, and when I do think about it, it's a great game. I don't think I of this is a, a game, but more as a toolkit. No, yeah. no, it's it's absolutely a game. Like uh, the not just like the playing of the game, but the the creating the levels itself is is a game as well. Um, the way that it like starts you off with a limited tool set and then encourages you to play around with that, so you know what you're doing with those before it starts to slowly unlock more and more of the tools until you reach the point where you've got everything that you could put in a Mario level, and then it becomes the challenge of for people like me um trying to make fiendishly difficult levels uh and for people with more imagination doing crazy things like making a working calculator in a mario Mm. level and stuff like that it's the the most streamlined easy to use this is the user-friendly yes yeah entry-level game design tool plenty of games have tried to include stuff like i mean you know media molecule were doing it for ages with the little big planet games and it's like yeah they're kind of cool they're kind of hard to get into dreams as well like you know i I love dreams but it's it's kind of hard to get into certain aspects of it it's a barrier of entry right yeah you can't it's very hard for someone Mm. to create an entire game on their own in dreams it that dreams is better for like collaborative stuff but just for like straightforward creating mario levels and like messing with the physics and and what you can do and like i've had so much fun just watching streams like yeah um when dan reichert from giant bomb and yeah and patrick, patrick klepek yeah. used to have like the, the back and forth battles where they'd create the incredibly fiendishly difficult levels and then get the other person to play it and um, it's yeah, Mario Maker is fantastic. I mean, I don't think it, it makes it onto the top ten list, but it's just the best game creation game that I've yeah. ever played. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, better than Mario Maker two as well. Yes, just because of because the, of the like, two screen the, thing. Yeah, the biggest thing the Switch lost was not being able to have that Switch in, the controller in your hand. It's still so good. Like you'd hope one day. In the future, there's a switch that brings that back where it can just connect to the TV wirelessly and it's all incredible. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a really good game. Like you said, like watching streams and stuff, I think you you need to have people playing your levels regularly to make it as much fun. I definitely peaked my fun when I did, um, I think it was an extra live stream or something one year and I designed levels for my friend to beat and sat watching him failing time after time. Like, that was enjoyable and that was like peak mario maker for me 
Um, so I think if you've got more of that, it's probably more fun. Um, but yeah, still fun to watch and stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, Tearaway. Yeah, this game, one of the most perfectly designed games for the Vita that showed off its all the unique features of Vita had. Um, it came out later in its life, but this was by Media Monocle, and it was just unbelievable in terms of its storyline. Um, it would involve you, you were the son, um, and the character. This was all papercraft, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, papercraft, and the graphics and how you created everything, and just the ease of how they ease you into the different abilities of the Vita. It's probably one of the most perfect games to show off any system I've ever seen. You know the capabilities. Um, Medium molecule are really, really good at that, though. Like whenever they yeah. get free reign to mess around with a with a Sony system, they use every part of the buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I played Uncharted: God in the Abyss, and that was clunky in its way included in features of Vita, but this one was just perfect. I mean, it came out with PS4. Um, I haven't played that version. The gr- the graphics on this were stunning. It was really relaxing to play. Um, it's one of the only real good uses of like the rear touch panel. Yeah, um, and it, it, it is beautiful and it's a great co- proof of concept. Um, but it, it was just a little bit lightweight. Yeah, in its in its overall design, like game design, as it was, its, it's level design. Yeah, mm. I can see that, but I just thought it deserved a mention because mm. give it a bit of tear away love. And talking about the Vita is never bad. No. Uh, next, a game I'm absolutely going to fight for, maybe oh God, just because I, it's fresh. Yeah, I would like this on the maybe list, please. Uh, Tetris Effect is <clears throat> simply brilliant, and what fascinates me about it is how can we've had a game that has been around since for so long? Yeah, been like appeared on the NES and the Game Boy. It's been around that long. We've seen so many revisions of it, so many like so-so revisions of it, so many. Terrible revisions that have added new things to it, added new shapes, whatever. Even versions that run like crap and it's just like, how can you get Tetris not running well? Tetris Effect manages to somehow deliver the exact same game, add some funky music, add some great backgrounds, add interaction between what you're doing on the Tetris, like the dropping, with the music. And it... I'm not. This sounds. It's like a perfect I'm storm, isn't it? Yeah, it like transcends Tetris to such a point. Mm-hmm. It je- like I genuinely felt emotional playing it, and I yep. could not tell you why. It's just bloody Tetris. <laughs> but like, so I've never had that whole. Like I've heard you and Mark say the same thing now, and I've never had the emotional thing. But I do sit there and, like you say, my my mind disappears, and it is yeah, just like lizard this, brain kicking in and yeah, just reacting. so. I've never had a game like get rid of stress in the same way. Like I came home from work one night, sat and played it. Normally when I'm playing games, I'll have random thoughts pop in my head. This, after like 30 seconds of playing it, all that mattered was Tetris. Yeah, and then the last level, like I found the last level super hard because it does ramp up through the things and you have to get 90 lines, whereas most levels are only getting 36, you have to get 90 and I got 88 like three times. I was like, I am never going to beat this. And then when I did, like that pure feeling of like absolute euphoria that I beat it. And then the graphical like flourish it has of all these stars and stuff spinning around. I was completely enamored by it. And like 
in awe of it. I went this from game like, in HDR and a, like a set of Dolby surround headphones. Yes, yeah. absolutely incredible. And that may be another reason why I love it. I just bought a brand new curved monitor, so I'm sat headphones on, absolutely pumping it. It was yeah. incredible. Baseline. Like, I've just never felt anything like it. So it has to be on the list, and mm. I will. I'm the only person for this, but I might this might be the one game that I completely defend until the end of time that it has to be on this list because <laughs> I just never... There's so many games I've loved in life. That's why we're here talking. So but the thing was, is the only reason I haven't else. put Tetris Effect on this list as well is the fact that I think Pac-Man's better. But but, it, but the, I would definitely go to bat with back for this game as well. So Yeah. We can maybe have maybe it comes down to having that argument. No, man, I I think it probably might. I, I, as good as Pac Man is, I didn't have that emotional reaction to it or the sense of awe playing it. Yeah. Um, But anyway, we will keep moving on. So from one puzzle game to a very different puzzle game, The Witness, Nick. Yep, uh, The Witness, um, an absolutely amazing puzzle game. Again, another game with absolutely no narrative whatsoever. Uh, Everything you need to know, you learn through uh, doing. Uh, The game is incredibly good at teaching you how to solve all the puzzles without having a word of English in it. Uh, And I think perhaps the best uh, bit of praise that I can give this game is I played it pretty much non-stop for about a week uh, and even when I left the house uh, and went uh, like I went out for a meal and I could see puzzles in the real world yeah, or because it uses I, the environment <laughs> in such clever ways doesn't it yeah game. I mean I don't want to spoil too much because obviously it's one of those things where it's about a puzzle game but certain elements of the world are secret hidden puzzles um, and so I was kind of like tr- walking around the witness trying to spot them. And I did that in real life as well. Um, so I, I, it's one of those rare games that messes with the yeah. world and the environment in such a way that you kind it of it changes through. the way that you live for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm happy to cross it off the list, but it's again a sensational game. Okay, thank you, uh, Andy. Tomb Raider 2013. Yeah, I just thought this deserved to be mentioned in terms of. Um, the most really good reboots of the series um, in terms of the how it has followed a lot of um, ideas from Uncharted um, but put their own little Laura Croft twist on it I thought they started perfectly at the beginning of the storyline was engaging I did think the deaths were OTT um, but Mm. Yeah, there was a lot oh, of um, yeah, I forgot about torture yeah. in this game. Yeah. The yeah. deaths really made me bounce off it. Yeah. yeah, it like yeah. lingers on some of those shots just a bit too long. Yeah, yeah, and that waterfall scene. F- that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, this wasn't this the game that people started talking. It, it seemed to be that this was the game that, that got people starting to talk about like Ludo narrative dissonance. Yeah. Dissonance, yeah. yeah. Because mm. there was like the um, start was that of it, first you... scene where yeah. she where she's forced to kill that guy. Uh, and then within like a few minutes, she's just gleefully murdering people, and she has absolutely no reaction whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's like it's like disconnect between the emotional story it's the of Lara Croft. Thing and of fi- you know, like five hundred men appear from the bushes, and you mow them down, and you just cheerfully throw off a one-liner it's... and crack on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's not ever distraught by what he's doing. No, you no. Know. no, no. So the fact that we do create. 
a lot of um, scenes where she's limping along or she's doing this and they never seem to continue with it. But it was a fun game. I thought it perfectly repeat the series. I don't think it. Um, the second one continued the same um, in the same vein, the same strength. But I thought this was a very strong reboot. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. And the last one that only has a single mention is Wolfenstein The New Order. Yeah, this is another one that brought back an old franchise and brought it back with balls and attitude, basically, and just wackiness and just went, f*** it, here's, the, here's Wolfenstein, we're going to back it crazy and yeah. off you go, fight some Nazis. And it was a lot of fun and this game, sort of, without this game, I don't feel you've got Doom. I adore the way that this tells its story. Yeah. And yeah. where it goes and how it gets there, and all the time, like the sound, but through the like the sound design and the mechanics, it is just uh, visceral. Is the only word I can really put to yeah. it. But it just booms and thumps all the way through it, and um, it's just so aggressive and rage filled, and got this like hilarious story yeah. that is running alongside it. And I just think it's all. It was just a breath at the time. It was a real breath of fresh air in, in what you could do with a first-person shooter, and I, I I adore it for that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, rage-filled and anger-filled, but it was always the humour was always with prevalent. the tongue yeah. fully firmly in its cheek. Yeah, yeah. a bit like um, a modern-day Duke Nukem, but yeah. less less controversial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they topped it in every way, though. With with uh, two. With uh, the new Colossus, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm played it, so I can't really. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm playing through that at the moment, and that game is yeah. It, it, they've just where where Wolfenstein is doled up to ten. This is you know that game's doled up to twelve, thirteen. It's it's yeah. That story goes places. Oh yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to some serious places. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's the nice bit over, I guess, where we've kind of talked about games that perhaps weren't going to make the list and we found a few that were now it's kind of the games that a lot of us have voted for um kind of trying to weed through them and figure out giving the games their due still um so i guess the question opens up is there any game that people 100 percent have to feel should be on the list are there games where you are one of a couple of people that think maybe it should be on the list and you want to vouch for it so i'll start off i have one that I don't think makes the list as good as it is. Mm. Uh, Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. It's yeah. a great game. It was my game of the year, uh, whatever year it came out, 2018. Mm. But I don't think it's quite good enough. It's just a very good refinement of those games. And what I like about it is it instills this kind of spirit of Burnout Paradise. Yep. That yep. So it's many the games best have arcade racer that's been released. Yeah. Like Need for Speed that. have been chasing that Forza... uh, sorry the burnout paradise magic for so long now and haven't nailed it forza horizon totally does and they'll keep bringing the horizon games out till the end of time yeah they'll milk them Um, but yeah i don't quite unless mark you're the other person to put your name down for that i don't quite think it makes the list no no i don't think so it's brilliant they just added a battle royale mode which is insane (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i'm gonna knock forza horizon off so i am gonna throw one of mine under the bus which okay, is Fire Emblem The Awakening. Mm. I think that is an incredible game, um, but I also can completely understand that it's very of its, uh, you know, of its genre. Yes. And it's probably the best of that genre, but it, uh, of the last 10 years, but I don't think 
if you put it in the top 10 with some of the other games that are on here, I don't think it would make it. It'd probably make it to 12 or 13, but I don't think okay. it makes it. Okay, it's off. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I love that story and it's an incredible game, but I just don't mm. think it makes a all-timer. Anybody else for one that they think absolutely has to make the list or one that shouldn't make the list? Um, I'm going to take Firewatch off, I think. Oh, I, I think. Well, is it? I'm. I'm looking at. Is it the best walking sim out there? Well, so that's the thing. So like, I think there's two better walking sims on this list on the bigger list. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. which yeah, are, I would agree. Gone Home and Stanley Parable are both better walking sims. Yes, I would also Firewatch. argue What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh mm, yes, yeah. yes. Which I forgot is on. Yeah, yeah actually, okay. yeah. So I think the three, 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 I would say I would have Firewatch over Stanley Parable all day long, but okay, yeah. Um, uh, would you for, have for me, for me home? personally, I think Firewatch is better than Gone Home. I think Gone Home okay. is the more important game, but I would have Firewatch over Gone Home, having played both. Um, I think Firewatch, they learned from Gone Home, and made a better game in Firewatch because of it. I think Gone um, Home for me has the more interesting storylines. It has more going on and more kind of secret things for you to discover. Firewatch is it's very hard to go through the game and miss any any of other it. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. Gone Home, mo- a lot of people at the time, especially on Steam reviews that I read, yeah, didn't like the game because they didn't read everything and they didn't find everything. They didn't see all the different yeah. storylines and plot points that were going on. Which is again which is why I would I not. Think, which is why I think mm. Gone Home is the better game, personally. Yeah, but um, I but I think because of that design flaw, it, it because it's not for me. I find that I've. It's not a flaw. I think it's 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 just you needed to explore more. Yeah. Yeah. It rewarded exploration, whereas I don't feel Firewatch did. I think I, Firewatch could have it's a been, linear, as much as it? I love it, it could have been a much shorter game. The yeah, yeah that's part of why I hate Firewatch. The only reason part of why I hate Firewatch is traversing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, uh, like I said, that, that's, that's where I'm coming from, but I'll completely bow to you I guys mean, personally, if you, if you feel. For, for me, it goes um, in reverse order of these war- three walking sins we have here. Uh, it goes Firewatch third, Gone Home second, and Edith Finch first. Yeah, from what I've seen of Edith Finch through YouTube reviews, I can I could see why you would have that on on the list. The- okay, let's make this easier for now and just add what remains of Edith Finch to the list. I'd say yeah. we can maybe talk about it a bit in yep. later, but in interest yep. of building the list, we'll add it if we're recognising it's better than Firewatch and Firewatch is staying on the list. Then Edith Finch has to be on the list. So then does Gone Home go on that list? On that I'm happy list. for it to go. <laughs> on the list or go home? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mark, you're the person who's uh, nominated it, so uh, how do you feel? Um, so, considering that I don't have really anything in common with the protagonist of Gone Home, it really, like, rung um, with me. Oh. Like, it had quite an emotional impact on me. Uh, gone home. Um, it's arguably the best, the most mm. intimate, well-told story of any game ever. It is. 
And I think that's why you buy it. Because, yeah, even if you have nothing in common with accounts and you can't relate to it, that intimacy draws you in. I haven't played What Remains of Edith Finch, but I've seen... But I've, I've, it's on my list, I know. But it, I've seen... Um, there's one Things scene in that it does that I think would really yeah it's really, really cannery, are you talking about the, the 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 fish cannery fish, the, the yeah. fish the fish yeah. one yeah I think I got yeah. I think it got talked about on like Game Maker's Toolkit or something like that mm. it did um, yeah 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 and the so that and some other things from that I've seen the way that it plays with the, the things that it does with gameplay are so inventive in that genre that I don't think you can discount it so. Don't know. It's 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 hard for me to make a decision because I've only played one of them. I mean, do we have to mm. choose between these two? Can we chuck it on the list okay. and have this this fight later? All right. Yeah, Gone Home is on the list for now. Let's right. um, fight another day. I am willing. I don't know if Andy is. I'm willing to let Overcooked go. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking <laughs> mm, that. Yeah. It's, it's a, a nice really, party game. It's a really really fun cop party game. It also. Uh, wreaks absolute havoc with my anxiety <laughs> because um, <laughs> yeah. on certain levels when like that. the orders are coming at you and I'm like trying to balance like cooking this thing and mixing that thing and washing up the dishes and getting the orders out and part of the kitchen's on fire it just got a little bit too much for me a few times I was like I have to stop playing this because I'm going to have a panic attack <laughs> it did so, cause um, me and my brother you didn't that wash for do the washing yeah fucking do this how you do it it's, it's, it's great <laughs> i love yeah, it's it really good. i, I love the charm the second one a lot. i it's love good. i love all the like the characters like one of them is just a raccoon in a wheelchair and just yeah, like that's my yeah, boy stuff like that yeah and the fact that you're trying to um save the world from a giant um meatball that accidentally got uh no the onion is the is the king and king onion is is absolutely useless and his dog (laughs) his dog gary is the only um sensible character in the game i love it but i don't think it is a top 10 of the two but i think had overcooked had the uh multiplayer and able to because when you try to play it by yourself you just weren't able to do it. It was just physically almost impossible. So I think, yeah, it doesn't deserve to be yeah. there as such. I think... Uh, looking down this list, I'm I'm looking at Batman and I want to hear the argument for that. Arkham City. This it's is. not the best one of the Arkham <gasps> games. This is what I would but say. But the best, best one of the Arkham games came <laughs> out the decade before. So. Before. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I Asylum was better. I feel like I, feel I enjoy the like story of Asylum better. I think good. City is a better, rounded, more rounded game. Mm. Mm. See, I think the gameplay is better as well because it's just tighter in um, in Asylum. But City does still have its tight moments where you go yeah. inside and you do a lot of that stuff, but then increases the scope, but not so much so that it loses what it was, which is what Arkham Knight did. Yeah. Uh, also, the I characterization think... is, I feel, is better. In city, yeah, city is really good. Considering it's an open world, considering I would have, I would have played City the most recent. The most defining memories I have are with Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm tempted to say that's the better game, just based on memory. Uh, it it has more points that stuck with me. I just think I'm looking at Arkham City on this list, and I'm thinking there's at least ten games on this list that I would put ahead of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree. But I didn't nominate it. All right, three of you have said it. I don't think we've got a leg to stand on. That one's gone. Uh, One game that has to go on the list is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) go on. Give that its juice. Yeah. I need Dan to talk about it. 
Well, it's it's the best uh, open-world fantasy RPG. <laughs> Can I just... <laughs> right. I will say something, though. It's not the best Witcher game. <laughs> what are you uh, about? Yeah, I mean, two... two. I think Witcher 2 is a oh, better... Oh, no, no. Has a no. better story and I stuff. I found uh, Witcher 3 a bit boring. Witcher 3 but, is very a very good, um, like... Revision and like smoothing off and refined version of the first two Witcher games, but I'd argue the plot in the first two is perhaps better than Wild Hunt's. Uh, the plot in the first one's not great. Um, no. The plot in the second one is very good. It's it's a lot tighter. It's a lot of it's a yeah. much smaller story. It's also more to depends do with, yeah. which which way you go around that story as well. Uh, yeah, it's more it to do with, like off. politics and race relations and um, things like that. And it's it's a very interesting story. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but there are more. There are so many interesting stories in The Witcher Three. Like every single side quest yeah. is an yeah. interesting story, and some of Which them is... are like multi-quest storylines with like with satisfying conclusions. There's just so much character in, in that world. Every like every single square meter of that world tells a story in some way through either the environmental design um like riding down the street and there will be some just some corpses hanging in a tree um and mm-hmm. every town even like when you get jet like you get jacked as well like people are trying to chat chat to you while you're in the horse and you know you can be set up and all that kind of stuff there's there's all kinds of like little emergent things as well that, that pop up yeah i mean it's it's the most uh, solidly put together game that CD Projekt Red have made so far. Roach is still an idiot, and the combat can sometimes be a bit clunky. And they had to yeah. uh, patch quite soon after the game came out an alternative movement um, setting for for Geralt because he carried a lot of momentum um, in the original setting. So like you'd push on the stick, and it would take a second or two for him to actually start moving, and you let go. He wouldn't stop immediately, which is yeah. natural, but doesn't feel right in games. And they, had to, they, I, they basically uh, there was a series of aggressive patches to bring that game up to where it yeah. needed to be after the game came out. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it deserves to be definitely on our list somewhere. But um, yeah, it, like we were saying about the um, Dragon Age Inquisition, this game felt full. Yeah, more. Yeah, and it felt, compared to that, it's yeah. a proper open world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. That's it is a good game. I can't can't deny that. And also, in terms of like business practice, okay. So I uh, off the back of the new Netflix mm. series, I lent my copy of uh, my my original copy, day one PS4 standard edition version of The Witcher Three to a friend, and I'd forgotten what was in the pack. And not only is there like a full manual in the in the the case, which you don't get in games anymore, there was also a map of the world. A little booklet with like a primer of the universe of The Witcher uh, to explain to people who weren't familiar with it, and then a thank you note from CD Projekt Red for buying their game. Um, and the fact that there is no microtransaction nonsense in there whatsoever, and they made proper full expansions and charged like six pounds each for them or something ridiculous like that. Um, for, for the I think no no it's yeah, a bit more it than that. I think it was, was a bit more. I think it was, it was like, one that was more expensive. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Really I think it was like twenty quid or something like that, fifteen or twenty quid for the season pass or whatever, which included the both two expansions. And like the first expansion was about 
I don't know, 20 hours long, and the second one was at least 30 hours long, and they told really good stories. The first expansion was an was a brilliant play on the old like Faust story, um, and the mm. second one introduced this whole, this humongous new area uh, that hadn't been in the game before. It was a completely different style, very colorful, and um, yeah, uh, as, a, as a package, it's kind of huge uh there's so much story and there's so much world to explore but not too much whereas like something like dragon age inquisition felt a bit yeah, flabby because it was just mm. too much stuff um yeah a bit bloated uh the witcher 3 is just almost perfect if it wasn't for that okay. if it wasn't for roach it's made it on the <laughs> list for now okay anything else anyone wants to bat for or see gone Portal I, 2. Okay, which way do you want to like, well, Uh It needs to be in the list. No, it's, in terms it's, of a puzzler, um, it's the game, it's the puzzler on this list. Is it though? We have that, Fez on the list as well. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that, as I'm going to say, it's the, it's the puzzler on the list that I think I had the most fun with. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I, I think it goes of... in the maybe list. I, d- I definitely think it goes on the maybe list, but um, yeah. no, 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 that that it, yeah, it go, definitely goes on the maybe list. I think that there's some gr- brilliant writing, uh, like you say, brilliant puzzles, and an amazing co-op mode. Yeah, um, like an underrated co-op mm, mode that people yeah. forget about. Yeah, I mean, I'm not being funny, but if we've got Devil May Cry on this list, then I, I think you've got to have Paul <laughs> on this list. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like. It's Valve's last narrative based game until Half Life Alex comes out later this year. And there's it just it's one of those things they're so good at writing games or were at least. Um, yeah. yeah, I okay. say it's on the list yeah, for definitely. now. Yeah. We see where it ends up. Uh I am happy to get rid of Persona 4 Golden. Uh yes. I think we had some debate anyway about whether it was technically eligible anyway. Because it's yeah. just kind of a port with a few extras. It's the PS2 the game with game. some bits mm. and bobs. So, yeah, uh, great okay. game. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the best Persona game still. Um, but, yeah, we can kill it. Okay, because I was going to ask to try and wheedle them down if we were going to go between four or five. So you've made that easy. I don't think I'm going to be able to argue between um, A Link Between Worlds and Breath of the Wild. Oh, Breath of the Wild is ten times better. That's what I'm saying. Say, but yeah, I think, I would say I think that's what I'm Wild. saying. I don't think I can argue that that Link Between Worlds is a better game than, than Breath of the Wild. So I think um, I will just give a Link Between Worlds its nod and say that it is the, probably the, the best Link to the Past game that you can get. Um, it does so many inventive things. It's the game that started the push forward for modernising. I don't think you get as many things in Breath of the Wild unless you have a link between worlds and what they tested in that. So um, I love the the, the sort of 3D mechanics. I love mm-hmm. the way you play with that kind of 2D link, being able to flatten onto walls and, and the things and they do with that and that whole um, rental mechanic of the of the weapon, the different weapons that you can use. Um, just basically was a forerunner to what they do in Breath of the Wild. And um, I just think, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lovely story, but again, it is a link between 
uh, linked to the past plus just modernized so yeah we can take that off the list i just wanted to give it its dues uh, Mark, just to check if you're the other person who voted for it, you have any objections to that? Well, but a link between worlds. I'm yeah. happy to see it go. I'm not happy okay. to see it go, but you know. No, but it is one of the best. And then, Zelda's. I guess this naturally leads us into the conversation about Breath of the Wild. So we may as well say. Oh, that instantly goes on the, on the list. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think you can argue it. I think you could argue yeah. that it was oh. uh, the most disappointing game of the <laughs> I think you're insane. <laughs> and you need to be put in a straitjacket. I think the ge- it has to be admired for a game that right out the back comes out and gives you every- a game of this nature where you're used to there are going through so dungeons sequentially unlocking clever them. clever design decisions in that game. Yeah. It's, it's insane. You see, I, give I, you everything the second you start it and just and say, I think here's that's a world. It's not a good game. It that's why I personally so... didn't enjoy it. There was no direction. There was uh, there was no uh, sort of... Um, the best part of that game were the dungeons, and they were just... You had to go and find them, essentially. Um, but that's the that's whole the thing of it. The beauty of it is that you are completely at your own wits to... You know, it's all about you and how you achieve the final goal. And um and how you get there can be done in any way, shape, or form. And that that whole design ethos runs through the entire game, from how you complete dungeons, um, and you, like you see the myriad of different like um mechanics they've given you to just f about and like oh, no two people like, have computed dungeons the same way. Yeah, I mean like, it's it's the most robust it's, physics engine I've seen in the game since yeah. Half Life Two. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah. and you can you can do anything you can anything you can think of they give you the tools to be able to do that and I just think that's phenomenal for an open world game. So yeah, I just I just don't think we can have a list without it being on there. But I mean, Nick sure does, right? I I I do disagree, <laughs> but I'm I mean I wouldn't play it. I know okay, I wouldn't play it because yeah, I completely disagree the weapon with, breaking uh, mechanic. I hate weapon breaking mechanic. That's another thing that killed it for me. But again you can get around that. There are there are ways around that. I I played it, so I can't really say, but I just, just it's one of those I just like it, I'd look at I've looked at it and I said, nope, I would even if I had a switch I wouldn't play it. Yeah. <laughs> I traded it in about He's a disgusting guy. Mental. Mental. What the hell? That is oh, just people. literally genuinely a bit like one of the best games of gener- like ever, ever oh made. Like full stop. Yeah. yeah. And you've traded it in. Insane. <laughs> he is a sick puppy. <laughs> yeah, but Okay. Genuinely, well, genuinely human. It's on the list. <laughs> Let's just recap, I guess, because we've just hit 15 games that are on the list. So we should kind of recap because we're whittling down this list, right? We're getting closer to the point where games are going to start being compared to others that are already on the list. So, so far, we've got Dark Souls, Disco Elysium, DMC Devil May Cry, Firewatch, Hotline Miami, <laughs> Lego Dimensions... Pac-Man CEDX, Resident Evil 7, Spec Ops The Line, Tetris Effect, What Remains of Edith Finch, Gone Home, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Portal 2, and despite Nick's protestations, Breath of the Wild is there. <laughs> I've known him all is the there anything else on this master list? That pe- Not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Um, is there anything... Take DMC it's on this list that people DMC can't see living. It's a great game, but and, it's something uh, that doesn't really. <clears throat> I guess a lot of the other games. I'm not. I'm going to fight for other games stronger than DMC. I think it's got its due. 
But I've got to say, okay. Spec Ops has got to come off as well. As much as I love that game, that that can't be on this list. See, Spec Ops. I think. I, I <laughs> think. Right. Whoa, stop. Okay. We should get rid Let's of stop. Red Dead Redemption. No. The original Red no. Dead Redemption. Are you insane? We c- but with the GTA 5 no. is on this list as well. I oh, think it's better than see. that. Which, is, I w- I which take... is the better, like, most complete, most entertaining open world? Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead. Mm. I, 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 I say this as a, as a massive fan of Westerns. I loved that game. I loved the story. I loved the characters, which but is why another reason why I was so disappointed with the sequel. Um, I, I love that game, is... but I've had so much fun in GTA 5. Well, specifically GTA Online. You're trying to tell me a game about a middle-aged man going through a middle-aged crisis. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, the, the story in GTA games is, you know, so-so, whatever. They're, ne- they're never then great. But I'm talking about, like, the actual world. The actual... Like how they managed to create a world that big and that complete that doesn't break like a Bethesda one does. I've um, argued that this game is an absolute technical marvel, and I will never, ever, ever say anything different. But that game is flawed when it comes to being an actual game with a narrative. I think it's poor. I mean, it's it suffers from rock stars like, hey, Everything, we yeah. watched Heat. Let's do that scene from Heat. Um, with no context and none of the weight of... Do you know what else I always hate about GTA games? And that's kind of to your point about here's heat. I absolutely abhor the way every single mission is very structured. Parody, yeah. So it's like you can go and block off a road thinking, oh, that will help me in the mission. And you'll go down that... You'll start the mission, go down that road, and the cars you put there are cleared. Or... I mean, things or chase scenes that will deliberately want you to see out to its last point, which Red Dead's also guilty of. Oh, Perhaps Red Dead Red is Dead very guilty of that oh, as well. Yeah, absolutely, but that's just the the, the way they make but, games. But yeah, I feel like it's like, more noticeable. There is nothing 5. in Grand Theft Auto Five that gave me the chills like it did when I went into Mexico and the music kicks in yeah. and you just feel like you're in a spaghetti western. And yeah, totally. I, I, and this is the thing. You know, I don't like Red Dead Redemption Two. I adore Red Dead Redemption 1 for the things it did. And yes, all right, fine, I can't... But then I, I can't argue that Mexico is a great section of that game. Well, it's not. But, <laughs> but yeah. everything else is well, the peace and stunning quiet. in that game. And I just I never hit that anything like that in Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, I, I would argue for Red Dead over GTA 5. But if I'm honest, I don't think either of them are game of the decade. But I think Red Dead's probably in the top 10. He's a disgusting guy. <laughs> I like how the more angry Mark's getting, the more the soundboard's coming out. <laughs> the real reason we're doing this podcast is because Mark wanted to piss about Look, the soundboard. I'm just like, there's one thing that this list has to be at the end of. It's got to be in tip top shape. <laughs> so, so we get rid of GTA. Okay, I think Red Dead's. <clears throat> Gone. As much as I like it, I don't think it's as. I think if we're comparing it to other open world games on this list, Witcher Three, I think there's been more compelling arguments for yeah, it. Breath of, Breath the, of the, Wild. the Wild is a better game, <clears throat> and I'm kind of with. Whoa! If we're talking about Breath of the Wild, then GTA wins. <laughs> <laughs> How about we compromise um, and get rid of GTA and Red Dead? Well, that's <laughs> no. What I, was, I, I think I can't do that. I think Red Dead is better than Dark Souls. 
Lego Dimensions, Pac-Man, Resident oh. Evil 7, Spec Ops mm. The Line. Yeah. Do you know, so I, it's I think on the list. It deserves a place in the top 10. Mm. But I okay. don't think GTA 5 does. I kind of feel the same. I don't even think it's the best GTA game either. No, no I think San Andreas City, yeah. is better. Vice City's better. Four's even better. Yeah, Four's got definitely got a better story. I would argue. Yeah. It's got better bowling. It's got better bowling. <laughs> like I said, it's a technical marvel. It's stunning. Like how how you can get all of that yeah. running is brilliant. But there is just nothing else other than that. Technical all right, marvel. fine, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back you up in other areas, Mark. I promise. Oh, do you want uh, should we have another should we have another hot take from Nick yeah go for, go it. for it Mario Odyssey let's cut it hmm. <laughs> right what's the I best think... what's the best Mario game I don't know if we can do that to Mark right now we just took GTA <clears throat> off I think he might oh, that might be too I wanna much hear Mark, I want to hear Mark's Mark's argument for Mario Odyssey He's yeah. a showboat. He's a grandstander. Um, <laughs> he certainly is. I, I think it's the best 3D Mario game. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the best 3D Mario game. By... It's not the most influential. No. That's no. Super Mario 64 <clears throat> just because of where it came and the time it came at. But it's not the most... It takes it's... the best parts of that, the best parts of Galaxy, yeah. and it's the best mm. Mario game. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's not the best Mario game. It's the best 3D Mario game. For sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the, sure. the best Mario game is, yeah. is and always will be Super Mario World. Uh, um, yeah. Are you really going to do this to uh, me? No. I think I'm it not. goes on the shortlist. I think it goes on the shortlist. Just for the boss fights alone, it goes on the shortlist. Yep, super inventive boss fights. <clears throat> it's one of them games, you never do the same thing twice in a row. And, like, and the every thing level is, you come I've to. I've got to that stage where now I'm trying to get the 500 coins and I'm having to go back to levels and there's whole sections of levels I just never reached or didn't know how to get to and have opened up because I have sort of saw something glinting in the corner of a screen and that's after what another like sort of 30 40 hours of play and mm-hmm. i'm now just discovering whole new sections of whole new levels and there's just so much in that game <clears throat> to to dig around in so i i can't argue against it being on the list i can see and you hovering it. over it nick um so let's give nick one no no i was, i can see I, I could see nick was hovering over stardew valley <laughs> for a second then oh ooh, um, i like stardew good game okay we're pasting Mario in. I'm yeah, making yeah, an executive it, decision. I think we should cut Stargy Valley. Yeah, same here. I you know... have spent endless, endless hours playing that game. It's my go-to relaxing game. Um, I think it's a marvel um, that uh, a game that it took like all the best aspects of like. Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing and Zelda and all these different games and cram them in together and it's all made by one guy and but I, I don't think it's but I don't think it hangs on like a list of the best games of the decade as much as I love it. I agree, and do you know what it made me actually realise? How the hell did I miss off Animal Crossing New Leaf from this list? Uh, again, yeah, but it wouldn't make mm. it. No, ah, it's probably the best Animal Crossing. Yes, yeah. Been. But yeah, okay, I'm fine to... It pains me. Stardew, okay. you're gone. Yes. Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5, talk to me. Uh, I th- I think Not even the best Metal Gear. 
Uh, it's the best playing Metal Gear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From a story point, it's probably Appalling. the weakest. Appalling. Yeah, there's like nothing. Were... I think they had Kiefer Sutherland for like half a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. But the other thing is, it does add cool stuff to the Metal Gear mythology. Mm. And that yeah. whole yeah. Like, invading bases thing was cool. Yeah. But, but it's not MGS3. Um, no, and it's not 4 either. I mean, yeah. 4 as much as it's not the greatest game, it actually does refine the controls quite well and gives you an insane batch story as well. If Dishonored doesn't make it onto the list, and MGS5 doesn't. Yeah, there we go. <sighs> the only thing I'll say, I don't disagree, but I do think if you were to talk about sandbox games and... I, I adore like the- running around in that game just plinking people off and yeah. breaking into bases and stuff. But it's completely at random. There's no, you've got yeah. no reason to do it. It's not like as Breath of the Wild gives you all the tools to do stuff. I feel like there's something there to Metal Gear giving you the equipment or the choice of equipment and how you go about mm. doing stuff is clever, but it's not enough. No, there's no drive. Um, there's absolutely no driver in Metal Gear Solid Five. And then the fact that it makes you go and repeat missions halfway through mm. for no reason other than to spool out the story. It's kind of unforgivable. Yeah, I'm okay with it going. Apex Legends. Persona 5. Oh. No, go on. Persona 5, I will knock that off the list. It's not as good as 4, Golden. Yeah. Um, I think the style is amazing. The sti- um, it's, it's the a most good stylish game, game yeah. but it's not. it didn't hit the highs that 4 it's did. It's nearly as good as 4, but not yeah. just, just misses it. Like If 4 was a 10 out of 10, then this is a 9.5, and I'm, you know... It's such a shame because I, I adore that game, but yeah. I just uh, I wanted to give it its mention more than anything. I kind of knew that was going to disappear. Okay, <sighs> you guys, Mark, you've, you've got that down on your list. I just want to check you're not going to try and defend it. Let's put it this way: I'd, I'd in the rather interest... buy Tokyo Mirage sessions over this. Oh, um, <laughs> in the on switch today because I, I genuinely like Tokyo Mirage sessions more than Persona Five, but um. I think Persona Five is more of a, a game that you could put on this list because it's it's a slightly more rounded game. But yeah, okay, Correct. let it go. Gone. Yeah, okay, Andy, you Some would said one before you said Persona Five. It's the best battle royale the game. Best battle royale game yeah. that's been made. Um, it yep. does really inventive things with how you talk to your team without actually having to use like voice comms. It did um, really inventive things that Fortnite immediately stole. <laughs> uh, the one thing I will say, and we need to have the chat about now, is that obviously we've got Titanfall 2 on this list as well. So which, uh, as they're so similar and they're essentially the same mechanics, pretty much, without, one's got wall running and one hasn't, um, which would you rather do, have? Do you know what I also sort of tie into that conversation is the remake of Doom. Yeah. Just because Doom has a lot of the traversal traversal stuff as well, but yeah. not as well done as Titanfall 2. But what it does have going for it is really cool story, which Titanfall 2 does as well, I, and loads of gore, which is cool. I think but if also you strike Doom had a off really this, whack multiplayer. Yeah, I think if you strike yeah. Wolfenstein off this list, you take Doom off as well, just because they're one and the same I think thing Doom's a better game. Doom's a better, better game. 
Doom is a much better shooter. Doom is one of one of yeah. the tightest shooters I've ever played. Unfortunately, I, it's got it's no not story. As, it's yeah, it's, well, no, it, but it doesn't need to. It's like it. Mm. it that's the thing. It's like it doesn't. It, in, in fact, it arguably had too much story. Like <laughs> it. It's just Doom guy killed demons. Um, yeah. That's all you need. Like they didn't just need to introduce in anything more game. than that. But they introduced some interesting characters anyway. Um, but it is just. It is basically they got that gameplay down right, and then they just created arenas in which you can play with that gameplay, and that's kind of it. Mm. Um, whereas Titanfall Two, moon, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Whereas Titanfall Two did so many interesting things. There's that level Titanfall 2 where has like got one of the best first-person shooter um, sets of levels in a campaign. I think there's can, the one, get. the time hop one. There's the one yeah. where mm-hmm. you're like running through uh, that, that factory it's whilst it's itself. building stuff, and you're yeah. wall running on stuff as it's being being built and whatnot. Um, it giant mech battles. Yeah, giant mech battles. It made me feel the like... speed run is incredible. If you ever get to see that an awesome game going. Oh, yeah, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, mean like, and it's got and it's got the most amazing multiplayer. Like the can, best you can get, the like, best multiplayer. It's it's the best like of that sort of multiplayer of like the COD style multiplayer. It's the best one that there has ever been. It's better than any COD that's ever been. Is it's it better, better than, than Apex Legends? It's yeah, yeah. I mean, you it's take this a, over Apex Legends. Oh yeah, I take Titanfall two over Apex. So we're, right, fine. Cutting the Apex. I, I I I would agree. I would put in Titanfall two over Apex Legends. As much as I love Apex Legends and it's free and it's come out of nowhere. That campaign tips it over for me. It's a, I think it's a you've brilliant got a decent campaign. multiplayer and a decent single player campaign as opposed to you've just got a big big one map that you can do that can become a bit samey. Yeah. Even though there's lots two of tactics maps. and stuff. Oh right, yeah, two maps, but like <laughs> it can become a bit samey and it can you know. It yeah. it, it suffers <sighs> from it suffers from the battle royale thing of like Rinse, like shoot, rinse, repeat. The one thing I will say though that kind of stops it from having that is the different characters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, I think that offers enough in the same way people love Overwatch, mm. which is also that's, on that list. that's the thing is which I is, would I would fight I would take Overwatch, Overwatch over I would take Apex. Overwatch over Apex Legends all day long. You see, I played a a lot of Overwatch, like enough Overwatch. Yeah, but you haven't played. Like, but I haven't played for I a long felt time. The, I felt the same way as you about Overwatch. And then Is I, there prob- I then decided, right, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the Overwatch League and I'm going to work this out and I'm going to understand it. And it is one of the most in-depth shooters you can get. Yeah. Like, it's the, I can't the, the, argue. The I tactics behind it. The, the, the fact that it doesn't have kill-death ratios. There's no... Um, so there's, you never feel like you're doing badly... It's you know you're doing badly because your team isn't pushing forward on the point. Everything in that game is in service of making you a better player and showing you a, either a fun time or that you're useful. And if you're not useful in that game, it's because you're doing something wrong and you should look at how you play the game and change your tactics. And it's just the, it, it's the street fighter of first-person shooters. It's just okay. so deep. I think you've made enough of an argument for Overwatch to be on there for now. Yeah. And then I think you've counteracted Apex Legends. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I think I've Not been on question. there. Kind of what you were saying about Overwatch. I hope that maybe one day Apex could become that mm. once they've 
kind of settled and got a lot more characters out. That's the problem. Maybe they get the rushed to release a battle pass. There is an established to refine that. There's an established meta of characters in a, yeah. like in in, uh, in Apex Legends. It's like yeah, you can play with any characters if you want to do well. There are three characters that you need in your squad, and that's it. Yeah. Like, Whereas in Overwatch. Whereas in Overwatch, yes, there is the goats meta, which is you oh, know, fucking and, hate goats. <laughs> but then again, there's the, like there's all these different metas of different like team compositions. But actually, like you you can you can make any type of composition together, and it will counteract. And it's like like something like a Dota or something like that, where it's just people will come up with mad compositions to get around other mm. ways that you've but you've built your your squad. And yeah, it's it's just insane. It's just insane the level of depth in that game. Um, just keeping up with the conversation, are we saying Doom's out as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's the bit. Andy, yeah, uh, okay. Because I know it was you and me. I'm about to make yeah. you more disappointed, Andy. Mm-hmm. Huh? I'm gonna <laughs> suggest that we cut Shadow of Mordor. Oh no way! But <laughs> we keep, <laughs> but we keep Rocket League. Uh, no, I mean, both of them are brilliant in two, both different ways. Shadow of Mordor, game of a generation, as you know. And um, <laughs> how about we Say put both of them? A perfect seven out of ten. But Th- that is one good mechanic in a mildly average yeah, third-person action. But game. it made it so personal. That was the most one of the most unique features, one of the most innovative features of this whole. Decade. Yeah, but that that's all it's got is that's the all it's, it's got. all it's got. It's like the, the combat is lifted straight out of Arkham um out of the Arkham games. The open world is very drab and brown. Um, yeah, and there's no but life funny, to it. There's it, nothing. It's it's like the the main I know, I know, but like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make it any better. It's it's the same reason why I got fed up with like Fallout um for, with, with um, the Fallout games is because it's just mostly just grey and brown and boring. Um it also the story's not great and it takes massive liberties with the law which which yeah. like rustles my oh, jimmies. Yeah. I remember you being pissed about that, yeah. Uh, not as much as the sequel did. Nowhere near as much as the sequel did. Like, I, I adore um, that mechanic I adore that whole thing and there's a for whatever reason it must be very difficult to make because no one else has picked up no. on it but uh, other than that system it, it, like the amount of times I've played that game and I've been chased by two warlords and a bunch of you know minions and stuff and all I'm doing is Benny Hill running across a level till they um, you know, get to their like sphere of influence, then they stop yeah. and they all run back. It's you know, it it, it shows its mm. it shows its weaknesses. It's you know that it's not that well made. You know that it can't. Not like a we've been saying about like The Witcher. You know they they would just continue chasing you across the world, and and then slaughter you at some point. You know it's. It, I just think if we've got The Witcher on this this list, I don't think Mordor even comes. Anywhere near. Yeah, well, I've if we've got the Witcher, Witcher, I don't think any other open world comes near. Yeah, so. Okay. All right, yeah, we I... get it, Nick. You don't like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, is Breath of the Wild. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize. He's a disgusting guy. <laughs> right. I'm prepared to I love to Mordor, but I agree with everything you said. It's good. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this up there now, then. Right. While, while we have this discussion about Mordor, Minecraft. 
I was about to come to that. It can go for me. Yeah, it, I, it can go. It's influential, but it's not for yeah, me. No. I, I put it on there because I thought it was one of those games that comes around once in a lifetime that completely changes what Everything. can be done, what can be, yeah, what can be thought of, of a video game. Um, what it has spawned, forgive the pun, um, and and the kind of, like you, like you were saying about like sort of building things in Mario Maker and being able to do that yeah. in a 3D world. I mean, my next door neighbour who has never played video games spent an entire week making an entire world in Minecraft for her kids. Like that's the level of influence that this game has got. Yeah, and there's like a guy that's been mapping Disney World or something and has put every step of Disney World in there. Like yeah. it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. And I just think if we're talking about a game of the games of the decade, this has been there or thereabouts from the start all the way through to the finish. Mm. And yeah. th- though we may not be interested, I th- I think it should be on a list. Yeah, it's on other people's. If list you look now, down it and there's no, there's no Minecraft. I think that would be a very strange looking list. Ooh, but it's, um, it's our, our games. Of is the it decade. our games? Yeah, it's right, okay. our games of the decade. It's the thing. Is like none of us really care okay. about it that much. <laughs> I mean, it's massively influential. And if we didn't have Minecraft, then we wouldn't have things like. You know, Dragon Quest Builders, which Builders, I think yeah. is a better game, and uh, even so, I didn't put it on this list. Um, it's massively influential. I've heard so many stories about how um, what's his name, Keith Stewart, over at the Guardian, mm. um, wrote a lot about how it helped his his uh, son, who's um, on the spectrum. Um, uh, like it's it's been a cultural phenomenon, mm. but I don't enjoy playing it that much. Okay. That, look, if I'm going to be outvoted, I'm going to be outvoted. Like, but I just want to. I just want to make that argument. Yeah, I, I. It's a hard one because I really enjoyed Minecraft when it first launched. Not well before it even first launched when it was first in beta. Um, but it's dropped off considerably in the second half of the decade for me personally. Uh, yeah. Although I'm looking very much forward to seeing what happens with the Minecraft world stuff this year and whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has the potential to, for me to be even better than Pokemon Go. Um, but I think Minecraft, uh, very influential. It, definitely it's going to inspire thousands yeah. of kids around the world. And it's, it, that catalyst for change and for good, I think it'll be... Uh, up there this will spawn as many level design makers as Mario Maker will as well in a different way yeah Uh, and just as many people who were influenced by sort of like uh, you know um, Mario and Zelda and even the older people who were inspired by Doom back in the day to this will be a cultural touch point it's definitely up there but personally for our games of the decade I don't think it's there Okay. Okay. I'm gonna throw the cat amongst the pigeons. It's my breath of the wild. We're gonna. I want to cut Destiny and Destiny Two. <laughs> That's not that. Christ. Wrong. I've, I've Wrong. been sat waiting to say that for so long, and I didn't have the balls, and I didn't know how to bring it up. Well, I'm gonna say why. All right. I'm okay. not, let's listen. Let me, uh, yeah, all right. Go yeah. Go on. This is. A, I rarely. I'll be quiet because my daughters are being working. I rarely pre-own games. This is one of the games, uh, pre-order games. I pre-ordered this game, got it day one, and I bounced off it so hard in the first few hours, 
I would say this is the biggest disappointment of the gener- of the whole decade. All right. Now, but, say right. So well, okay, fighting words. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Hold on. Yeah. I don't understand how such a game gets its success when they've made so many errors on it. There's a whole lack of story on it. And then they have to keep changing things with expansions. They <sighs> f*** up again. Then they have to come right. back again. All right. Let me let me yeah. counter put counter that point. Right. I bought Destiny and thought this is okay and an interesting game, and I thought okay, this is this is what it is. And it's a really good shooting mechanic. And mm-hmm. then things started to change and adaptions were made. And this game is, it, it's less of a, to me, it's less of a game and more of a living, breathing entity that is constantly evolving and morphing and keeping your interest going. The whole of Destiny 1 was this mad ride of this game's awful, this game's getting better, this game's getting better, this game's getting better, this game's getting... And it was constantly changing and I was exploring the new areas and the new things that were thrown in all the time Um, to the point where... like The raid in the first Destiny is one of my all-time greatest moments in any video game that I've ever played. Playing that through for the first time with a bunch of randoms... On and I was using voice comms, and you because you have to communicate, and being dragged through that by those guys, and that that raid is just one of the most beautifully designed. Like I can tell you every single part of every single section of that raid, and why it's so clever, and why it's so interesting, and it's it's up there as one of my biggest gaming moments that I've ever made and then on top of that because it's (laughs) the thing is with it is is that the reason we put Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 is because it's one of these games as a service it's it's a proof of concept for an entire decade that that you can you can make one of these games as a service and it's like like a wow like you can make one of these living breathing entities that you just jump in the world and it's you go off and it's always expanding, it's always adapting, it's always trying to please you. And I think that's why, like I said, and there's never, like like you've listened to Mark a a thousand times over the podcast talk about the new thing they've added and how good it is and how it changes the meta and how it changes the balance and how it changes entire mechanics. And it's doing that on a monthly basis. I've also read how crap it is. And I've never played a game that is... (laughs) I've never played a game that, that that changes so much and makes it that is so good. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm on team Andy to some extent. Have you done a raid? No. Then you've got no right in talking about this game. At but all. there's a reason why. I am not good enough at games to. I don't have a group of friends. You don't especially need to be good at Destiny to, to get sure. pulled through a raid. No. Um, sure, but I don't have a group of friends that play on the I same didn't. platform. I've never. Had, I don't like doing that thing, and I felt the need to go and seek people out because. See, I never did. Certainly with Destiny One, once I'd finished the quote-unquote story mode, I was done with it. Let's put it this way: I, I felt the need so much to get to. I went through the raid, and I had to seek people out to do it. And then, once I'd done it, I then became started getting to the point where I wanted. I became a Sherpa. 
and was going back and recruiting groups to take through the raids because I wanted people to see that raid. Well, I actively well. engaged in the community just to take other people through so they could, like yourself, so they could see it because I think see, it's one of those most important things in a video game that people should see. But then I've watched Giant Bomb playing it and it's reiterated multiple raids that they'd streamed and it's reiterated to me that that's not something I ever want to do. But I'm saying all this with the caveat that it comes from somebody that enjoyed quite enjoyed the Halo games and I just think it's a this disappointment better than Halo. that this game... But it is and it isn't though, right? It's different. I like think it's better than still, Halo. They still completely nail that I've moment I've just played moment through shooting. Halo 1 and I can tell you now, it's better than... That ha- it's better than three, it's better than Halo One, it's better, it's better than, than Reach, it's better than ODS Two, yeah. it's better than Reach. Yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing it isn't better than them, but it's still a in disappointment. every manifest in every in every aspect. Not in story. There's no chance. It's I don't all think you can say behind. I don't think you can say Destiny Two especially is a disappointment in story when you you know. Uh, <laughs> there's still there, not enough. There, there is so much story that they are on their third thick. Uh, hardback book of Destiny's like it just, story. It doesn't. It hit, the problem is, is it doesn't hit you up front, right? The actual no. the actual campaign that you see on the disc doesn't hit you up front. But well, Destiny Two did. Like, yeah, the Destiny Two they fixed yeah, that. Yeah. Destiny, Destiny Two, 2 told improve, like, a coherent that. story. Uh, the first two expansions yeah. were disappointed, but they told coherent stories. Forsaken told an incredible story. Uh, Shadow Keeps told a great story. The story has continued on um, to, to right into this point. Like there's there's um, new uh, story elements that are going to be dropped in in the next couple of weeks because it's this ongoing, evolving seasonal system that the they've other, got at the moment. The other cool thing about Destiny Two, especially with uh, Shadow Keep, is like shit happens around you in real yeah, time, in real like time. in the world. If you are there on a particular weekend, you've never seen. You're stuff literally like that in. You are in the law. You are. It is happening around you. In games, you kind of uh, you see some <clears throat> things, but especially in Halo and things, you, everything's kind of told on this big thing that this happened once ago, kind of thing. Um, it doesn't happen around you in real time when the lore is still being written in the future sort of thing, which is what is so incredible about Destiny 2. Um, it it's truly is. You are living the game and the lore and the story. It's happening what, around if, you. If Activision thought it was such yeah. a success, they'd keep it. They dropped it. Uh, they know, they didn't drop it. They were bought still. out. They were bought out. The reason they got rid of it is because they couldn't monetize it in the way yeah. that they wanted to. Yeah. Because the the structure of the game doesn't allow for it. And Tencent gave Bungie a lot of money to buy themselves out. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, is that how they did it? I don't even know. Yeah, that. that's how they did I it. I don't yeah. think the business practices impact on it too much, but no. That, so, basically, EA thought that they could basically learn the lessons from Destiny mm-hmm. and make Anthem. And what actually happened was, is they got rid of the wrong studio, and I still think, it, I still think, especially Destiny One, okay. when, especially when they bounced off it so hard, and they still made so many mistakes. I don't think it deserves to be. A game of a day. 
But you you bounced off it right at oh, the very beginning before yeah, what, when they were still kind of finding it their feet me back. and it's it still you've got to take destiny. Back. I listen to you, Mark. I listen to you. Got to, you've got to. And then it still has it. Well, that's me. because yeah, but uh, but that's fine. But because just because you you haven't personally been pulled back, it doesn't mean mm. that it's a bad game at all. Like it it started out as a, a solid that... open world shooter with a lack of end game content, and it was a little bit thin on the story. And then they just built on that and grew built on and it and grew built and grew on grew it. And grew. Okay. So I don't disagree with that. I do. I definitely recognise a lot of my personal thing comes from I'm more upset that Bungie are not <laughs> making Halo games anymore because I'm not. I'm not. It's a bit how we've talked, but it's a bit how we've talked about how. Let's think of an example that's on this list. Mario Odyssey is the perfect refinement of the 3D Mario mm. games. I would love just a single player game with the still because they've definitely refined the shooting and everything and the abilities all the Titans have in. Destiny is of oh, Guardians or whatever the hell they're called yeah. is super cool and like I'd love to see that in just a single player story that I can just one and done and I'm done I and all that stuff is cool about ongoing narratives and stuff throughout the game like Nick said that sounds cool but it's not for me yeah personally like that and that's probably what like people know that have listened to this podcast for a long time I had a year where I beat a hundred games because I'm obsessed with beating games so I don't have time for a game yeah. like this but i recognize that you guys totally do so my so belabor my point what i'm suggesting is we perhaps cut destiny and put destiny 2 on the list well it's uh if the reason it was destiny slash destiny 2 is because yeah. it's kind it's of the same game the same thing destiny but 2 could you not do expansion. the same with hitman and hitman 2 because they're both on the same loader now. You can load Hitman Two, Hitman One out of Hitman Two. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think the only reason that there is a I mean, dis- Hitman's not on the list yet. Is the other thing? I, I think it will be. The only reason <laughs> there is a Destiny Two is because Activision wanted another disc to be able to sell at full price. Otherwise, I think that we would have just Destiny. Destiny as a platform. is a service. Like, like, like can you still go on the end? It makes no. Can difference. you still go play Core Destiny and Destiny Two? No, yes. you can't. Um, you, you, well. You can go back to the moon but uh no it's a separate <laughs> game a separate launcher and everything i mean if you're going to argue that then destiny 2 destiny 2 yeah that's what i'm saying if we want to keep it pure on a list of 10 yeah as long as it's i'm not I'm trying to have no hard feelings we put the better game in which i think is no that's fine i just i just put me. it like that way because i see it as a service as opposed sure. to a as opposed to two separate games i see it as like um like Forsake, like Destiny Two, and you got Forsaken, and blah 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 blah. I just see Destiny Two as an expansion of Destiny One. Okay. But yeah, Destiny. Destiny. I mean, it's up to you guys. I personally would prefer if it was a pure list of ten games. Then put Destiny Two on. Destiny Two is the version of that. Yeah. And I feel like we're honouring everything you said about the raids and stuff in that. Yeah. Like I said, the Callus Callus raid is is as good. Right. In a different way. Get playing on Xbox <laughs> and you can drag me through it. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you can actually, because um, it's, it's, it's free to cross save now. Cross save. So yeah, we could all yeah. jump on Xbox and play it. Yeah. I don't know what level my character is, but sure. You get a boost up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Everything got getting boosted better up by to, the second. <laughs> everyone got boost, uh, everyone got boosted up to seven fifty, so you can do all of the like first year's content, oh. like no problem. Yeah. You yep. see, and I'll admit it's something I. The Shadow Keep stuff, I've been keeping an eye out for it to go cheaper, to buy it. Because I know I'll enjoy the story stuff, right? There's still the same people that make that moment-to-moment gameplay. There's still I, good 
writers there. Like, they know what they're doing. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Destiny 2 is on the shortlist. Right. I'm going to put this out there. This shortlist is now at 19. Okay. <laughs> it's a oh, shorter list. Right, I'm ready to cut Wait, some. I've missed one off. I'm going to suggest some games to cut. Yep. Do it. Okay. Go. Let's. Why don't we get to twenty first? Like, well, uh, that that game you've just pasted there. Yeah, was, a game that I just realised I missed off. Yeah, that game should be going definitely on the list because it's got the most votes. Is there anybody opposed to what? Mass Effect Two yeah. going on this short list of twenty? No. I mean, I'm no. the only person who hasn't nominated it, and I've only not nominated it because I'm still waiting for the HD collection to play in. Which will Which will come? Oh yeah. yeah. So, just, if we keep yeah. wishing. It'll happen. They'll remake Mass Effect 1 with the same engine as 2 and 3. It'll come. Right. I am willing, even though it's... Okay. Bloodborne is the Soulsborne game that I have had the most fun with. It's the one that I've played the most. I replayed it over and over and over again. Um, I think it's a better game than Dark Souls, but Dark Souls is a more important game. Um... And there's, I guess, there's more scope for replayability in Dark Souls yeah. because can, there's, there's more, more scope builds. for builds and there's more weapons and things like that. So I'm willing to let Bloodborne go, you monster. I prefer Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne's a better game. Um, I think the dungeon multiplayer, uh, the kind of random dungeon aspect of it is better. I prefer the gothic look of the game, the the kind of weird blood menstruation thing about Bloodborne is even kind of just a mad scenario to set your game in. Mm-hmm. But I think there is more scope and depth in Dark Souls, yeah. even though I actually prefer the combat in Bloodborne because it mm. suits my style because it's more aggressive. But I think because you can go sword and board and you can go sword and shield and be a turtle, or you can, in Dark Souls, you can actually go two-handed weapon, go wading in and have just as much um, success, I think, Elevates Dark Souls for me. Walking Dead. Okay, it's cut the Walking gone. Dead. Rip. Yeah, cut oh. the Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, I think oh, Walking Dead is a really good yeah, game. I think Walking Dead, but it doesn't. Match it is. Up. Yeah. It's, it, it's the, the the best. It's it, the it, only it was... game that's ever made me cry. Ooh, oh, okay. I did not want. I did not want to shoot duck. Oh, okay. Sure. And uh, that really affected me, and I had to put the controller down after, oh. and just yeah. basically sit there crying in my, on my sofa for about ten minutes. I didn't want to do that, and I was so invested in those characters, and the whole last section with Lee and mm, Lee, Clementine yeah. was mm. just like the way that that story is told is brilliant. I just feel. That it's it's a bit clunk it's a bit clunky getting there, but the actual story is just out yeah. of this world. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Spawned, but I feel like it spawned better games, like a game that yeah. didn't get shortlisted. Life is Strange is a better yeah version I, of this game, and arguably they they might not be stories that are as good, but they've refined it over the, the years. The Wolf Telltale. Among Us is a better Telltale yeah. game. Yeah, I think as true. well The Walking Dead. It, while it's an amazing story and it's obviously like the first proper stab at what became a massive franchise almost it's also kind of ruined by how many random spawning off ones there were that weren't very Mm. good you kind of think oh it's a telltale game oh you forget the magic of the walking dead i think if we all went Mm -hmm. away and played the walking dead season one now while it's it'll be a clunky experience because it was like nearly 10 years ago it was released 
that story. I think we'd all come away and think a lot better of it for mm. having refreshed it in our minds. But I still yeah. think that overall, mm. there are a lot better games on the list already. Like, can you tell me that Spec Ops Line is better than The Walking Dead? In you know, on our on our list, mm. no. You know, like of those two stories, The Walking Dead affected me more. I think the different stories. I think it's actually, I can say Brothers <sighs> probably is more but, affecting than The Walking Dead. That ending, yeah. There's mm. a similar thing, like about grief and stuff, and personal grief, and yeah. and it does it without yeah. saying in an entire a, a single, a single word. word. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna cut Walking Dead. I think. Right. Um, and Nick, before we get on to brothers, I guess Nick, you had shouted Fez out just as we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm happy to let go. that go. Yeah. Um, it's a brilliant game. Uh, one of the first of the indie darlings, uh, obviously featured yeah. an indie game movie. Great game, but I think it's had its little shout. Okay. So we're left with essentially one, two, three, four, five games. So we're left with a brother, <clears throat> a tale of two sons, Hitman. Rocket League, the Stanley Parable, and the Last of Us. And this is just left to cut to get to the short uh, cut, list. Cut to get to a short list of twenty. Is there anything that anybody can see on that short list that should replace what's on the top, top twenty? I put Last of Us before Firewatch. Last of Us is a weird one. It's a really good game, but it had. Ooh. And I can't again, emotional things happen in it, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think it had yeah. a lasting impression on me. Oh, it did on me. I just, I don't, I don't think about it that often. But then it, the end, of, the end yeah. is good. And then towards the end, when you go to that facility and there's the like all the wildlife and stuff, like that's a, mm-hmm. yeah, and some like some moments of just sheer terror when you Ooh. fall down yeah. the lift shaft in the hotel. That whole section, oh my god, um, the the sort of the whole like yeah, you have a gun and you have some bullets, but Joel's not very good at shooting, so you probably shouldn't do that like unless it's an absolute last resort. Like the the stealthy the, the stealth mechanics that they put in there um, felt almost like deliberately slightly clunky because it's he's just like a yeah. schlubby guy who's just been surviving um i don't know if that's deliberate though because they're basically the same stealth mechanics from uncharted uh, kind of yeah um, well uh, i don't know they're a bit better and, and i think like sections like, where you're stealthing around and you're tr- you know that, that's all very metal gear solid yeah, but those um, weren't the bits that were the. I, I always felt that the the bits that were the most horrifying were the way you were uh, sneaking around, trying to hide from the groups of like other survivors. They were like yeah. they were way more of a threat. It felt like they, than they had than infected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 okay. I, I mean, let's put it this way: I could see The Last of Us being on the list, and I could see a definite couple of those going that's on there think, already in its place. Mm. Like I would okay, give us one. Like, I would I would cut Lego Dimensions um, for Last of Us. I would cut. Um, well, personally, I'd cut Gun Home, but you probably wouldn't. Um, and Hotline Miami would swap out for. I would the cut. Last of Us. I would cut Firewatch. Any of those three. I, but I think. See, I think the start of um, Last of Us is amazing. I'd 
I'd be happy to cut Firewatch anyway, just because mm. I think we have at least two games that do the same kind of thing a lot better, as we've already discussed. Yeah. Okay, and that's fine. Okay, uh, so we're going to cut Firewatch mm. and put The Last of Us in for now. Yeah, because uh, in, in terms of those sort of games, I, I am ready to go to bat for one that I wasn't at the beginning of this recording. Yeah, yeah, it might be the same one <laughs> that I'm now ready to bat for. And it's all I've been thinking I'm, about for the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of the songs in my head, and I have done for like the last hour. Mm. I'm surprised I'm still managing to talk. Right. It's kind of enrapturing. Um, oh, I anyway. don't think we're talking about the same. We're talking about brothers. <laughs> oh, okay. Talk about brothers. <laughs> anyway, brothers is an amazing game. Um, star is really affecting. The ending is devastating. In particular, how you control the brothers. The fact that the it's kinesthetic, not only in um, how it portrays the story, but just in in the loss at the end. I mean, this is a spoiler. Um, the ending. It, uh, I'm just going to take my headphones off a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just say yeah. the ending's extremely yeah. impactful, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't, we won't spoil the, anything, but no. yeah, the way that flips it's... the entire game kind of on its head in a weird way. Mm. Like everything you've been doing to that point, it changes it up in a really sad. And when you realise that, mm. it's just like, oh god. The way that it incorporates mm. the controls into the storytelling yeah. is really clever. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I kind of mean by mixing up. Yeah, like you've relied on. Mm a set way of playing that game for the entire game and then suddenly essentially part of your controller mm. doesn't work because but it doesn't halfway need through to as well incredible force to make certain decisions the world itself is amazing you know there's loads of questions but i'd almost wish the director would go back and explore the world further you know or some sort of comic book series or a novel series you know there's you're traveling through giants that were killed it's just the whole world is Sets my question. Am I right in yeah. saying this was made by the same guy who made a way out? Yeah. Yes. yes. This is better than yeah. Fuck yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, I've I've got I've never had any compulsion to play this game ever. You should. It's been on my list, and I even I think I've downloaded it on my Xbox because it's on Game Pass, but I've just never got around to it. You should. Yeah. It's like two hours long, maybe three. Yeah, super quick. I mean, I've I've okay, never so... played it before, but would like Lego Dimensions switch out for it? Yes. Like we're all looking at that. Thing is, right? Yeah, Why is that? No. Let's, let's be honest. Sorry, Andy. I'm conf- I'm conflicted about it because I. The Lego games are cool, right? And like, if this is the ultimate, like, we keep I keep bringing this up, like the ultimate revision of those games, like it For became me- a Toys to Life thing. Then does it maybe deserve a play? But then also looking at the like, we're trying to whittle down into a top twenty, yeah. a top ten from that top twenty. Brother, a tale of two sons could totally make the top yeah. ten. I'm not sure Lego Dimensions could. Like the way yeah, you're talking, I agree. No, right. no one, no one has made Lego, enough of an argument for Lego, Lego Dimensions. dimensions. I absolutely love Lego Dimensions. It's uh, how many other Lego games can you have? Batman and Gandalf yep. and Voldemort all in the same story, and it kind of makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, like Doctor Ghostbusters, Who, Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's they got so many licenses, and they made them all work. They were all you could tell the people making them knew the licenses and mm. cared about the licenses, and they did credit to those licenses. 
in a way that I don't think any other game has with with that kind of tie-in. Tie-in games are usually pretty crap, um, but I mean, obviously, there's there's some that are very good, but as a general rule, they're not great. But Lego Dimensions did it brilliantly, but I'm not sure it can stand up to some of these games. But I think it doesn't have to. I think it stands up in its own mer- on its own merits. I think if you look at it, like I said, I just don't think it's that important. I just don't think it's. I that. think when you get all these franchises together, and you're never going to see these franchises ever together. It's still a Lego game. It's yeah. still a Lego I mean, game. At the heart is... of it, the gameplay loop is. Yeah, it's still, still Lego. Just collect all the bits, destroy and a load of stuff. As good as the Lego games are, they are not. They are not Hitman. They are not it's... Rocket League. They are yeah, not but I would put Tetris. I'd effect. play Lego Dimensions over the like, other games. Maybe apart from Rocket League, or equal part. I just, I just can't see it making the top ten. I can't see it making the top ten. I can't even see it making it in my top twenty-five. Like, I just, I just think it's, yes, it's doing all this amazing stuff and it is a good game, but there's far better games that we've struck off this list already. Yeah, I agree, and I'm kind of shouting support for Lego Dimensions. I think I've had some great times with it, but none of them have affected me in an emotional way in any capacity. Whereas I look at what remains of Edith Finch and Gone Home and Disco Elysium and games like that and there's no there's they're in a different league. Mm. It kind of for me Lego Dimensions falls in the same realm as Overcooked, where it's a fun game but oh, which is an emotion. It's <laughs> which which it's a fun game which does its thing well, but there are other fun games that we could quite happily put on this list. So yeah. Yeah. Andy, like is there anything else? So we've we've heard some pretty compelling cases for brothers. Is there anything else other than Lego Dimensions that you could see being cut? I guess is the Where's counterpoint. <laughs> Pac Man, Spec Ops, Spec Ops. Spec Ops. I could see. I can see. Yeah. I can see Spec Ops. Yeah. Because if you look third person. Games that have shooting with them, we've got Last of Us that's Titanfall. probably better. We've got Titanfall for FPS that's better. We've got uh, there was something else in here that I was gonna Red say. Dead. Oh, we've got Overwatch, Destiny, Mass Effect Two has shooting in it. They're all better yeah. than Spec Ops the Two. And there's games here, Spec Ops the Line. There's games here that have better stories, of which Brother or Two Towers is probably one of them. Right. Okay. So is that, is that Spec Ops going then? Yep. Spec Ops gone and Lego Dimensions lives to tell another tale. Now it's got a battle against more games. Okay, now uh, Lego Dimensions out for Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all we've done is just moved it. Moved this it to is the this is what I mean. I mean, we, we've got a list of twenty. We're trying to get it down to ten. Realistically, Lego Dimensions isn't going to. It's make not going to make that ten. So why are we keeping it around now? <clears throat> but why don't we get chase? I suppose. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, though. There's like a clutch of games that there's probably only one of us Look, that absolutely. If loves, we don't right? have Minecraft in this list, there is no way that Lego Dimensions <laughs> has any any way can be on this list. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lego Worlds is a better game anyway. Right. So come on. Like it's lovely, okay, well, yeah, it's wonderful. Blah blah blah. Get it gone. Okay, but Andy, do you, so. There's there's five of us, right? There's arguably maybe two or three games that could make it to the number ten and number Ooh. nine slots of this list because there's people that feel passionate enough about them. I guess the question is to Andy: Is Lego Dimensions one of those games? Do you would argue above? Like, are there I would argue it. Other games you would kill? Of, of other games. I like. Uh, 
Oh, but like, for example, like we're gonna Destiny Two's. No matter how you mean feel about Destiny Two, Destiny Two's gonna be Destiny in this top Two, 10, Mass like Effect, Overwatch, Titanfall, yeah. Mario I'd Odyssey, put it Mass Effect Two, Red Dead Redemption, Breath of the Wild, Portal Two, Witcher Three. Right, so that's nine, and then you've got to choose. Basically, after those nine, you then have to choose between Gone Home, Edith Finch, Tetris Effect, Brothers, Resident Evil. Uh, Last of Us, Disco Elysium, Dark Souls. I mean, that's it's just not going to make it, mate. Do you know what? I'm going to kill Resident Evil 7, though. Okay. I think it's great, but Hitman's better and has more support in this group, I think. Yep. Yep. I like Resident Evil 7 so good. It's the perfect, like, AAA horror game. It's probably the best AAA horror game out there. But. What Hitman brings, it was my, it was mine and Mark's game of the year for 2016, mm-hmm. um, and other people that were recording with this podcast with us at the time. It was the way it distilled, like its episodic structure was brilliant. Like it's the probably the best episodic game we've ever had. The way they doled out content, like the way you guys feel about Destiny, mm-hmm. is the way I felt every single time a new map came out for Hitman. But then also not every time a new map came out, every time a new elusive target came mm-hmm. out, that basically meant you had to relearn every single mm. map in that game to do different things as different roles. Yeah, the escalation the things that they made. There's, yeah, yeah it, there's it, just so much game. stuff. And uh, was it the what they call them the escalations? Was it where you had escalations? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff was great. And the fact that like making the level harder. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact that yeah, there was just it was just a, each level is just this big sandbox. Um, like full of toys and clockwork mechanisms and finding the way to so many ways to assassinate your targets and like some of them are clean yeah. some of them were hilarious and um, they that combined uh, like the the brilliance of like the, the the stuff that Hitman's always had like the hiding in plain sight because it doesn't do like regular stealth very well at all the controls have always been a bit clunky yeah um, and the shooting is bad but hiding in plain sight uh, it does better than any other game, uh, and that combined with like the, the the accidental genius of the business model of like releasing a new episode every month or so, which kept the game fresh. Like otherwise, like the, uh, Hitman twenty sixteen would have come out, would have been talked about a lot for a while, and then would have disappeared. But the fact mm. that they had like the elusive targets and the new stuff coming out for an entire year, like it just kept the conversation going and it kept reminding people that it was there and kept people going back to it. And which is interesting where Hitman Two went wrong, in my opinion. They yeah, released totally. everything up front, like, and why, yeah. that was it. It's gone. I've not heard anyone talk yep. about that game a month after it was released. Yeah, I went back to the first couple of elusive targets and I completely fell off it. And even. I think they've got to the point now where they, if you haven't done the elusive targets, they've offered those second chances, and I didn't go back to it. I didn't feel compelled. Mm. But Hitman, the first one, like if I missed them, I went back and did those second chance ones. Like it, yeah, yeah, really good game, very good. Game. Um, realistically talking, the Stanley other two that we have, this. I was going to say, realistically speaking, are either, and if the one I would probably say might is Rocket League. Yeah, because I think and Stanley Parable is a great great joke see this was the one that i was going to get a bat for see i've been thinking about this a lot because i would i would have stanley parable over gone home personally see that's that was my argument was going to be we've got two walking simulators in here 
both telling very emotional, heartfelt stories about people returning to a family home and kind of exploring it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Stanley Parable is completely different. Like it's a, it's funny as you like. It's and like you'll finish it in five narrow, minutes. Narrow, it's narrow, a game yeah. about agency in games, yeah. and the way yeah. that it plays with it is so genius. And the the sort of like Douglas Adams esque humor yeah. is so yeah. on point. Like some of those, um, and some of those endings, and the way you get to those endings are like yeah. bordering on the disturbing. And like again, again, another game that benefits from having a piece of paper in front of you because you can root out. Yeah. Like I basically essentially drew like a map, like a of decisions, like a chart of decisions I took, yeah. and I'm like, okay, if this, then so that. there's two, there's two doors here. I'm going to take this one and then left a question mark. I did it in pencil, put a question mark, knowing okay, I follow all of these routes to this point, and now there's this question mark. I'll take the other choice. There's one way you can like jump off a gantry that you can kind of yeah. see underneath the main gantry it's like wait does that that probably will take me to another ending it's like sure it does don't even leave the room you started brings you to another ending yeah um you finish it in five minutes and it's a funny little game by following the instructions of the guy but it's like half an hour and to then, an hour each session but there are so many little sessions that you can find that yeah and it's a joy uh it's like finding a little jewel at the end of a you know, at the end of a corridor that you've, uh, like in a cave, you've got a cave system and then you get to the end and you find this wonderful, like, bit of treasure. And that's what the Stanley Parable is. It's just a series yeah. of corridors that give you an amazing little bit of treasure at the end that you weren't expecting to find. For sure. But. But is that more or. Well, no, what I'm going to suggest is maybe it doesn't make the list, but then neither does Gone Home. In in, goes, in light both. of I don't what remains like of Edith Rocket Finch League. maybe making it onto the list. Yeah, I I'd probably go for that. I I love Gone Home. I think it has the emotional impact. The story is heartfelt and incredible. But I think what remains but, of Edith Finch improves on that. Okay, so my yeah, argument to that is: Can we put a game on? our list that a lot of us haven't played which is what Edith Finch how many of us have played it even like me and Chazzy I've not played it I've I've seen YouTube videos I've seen YouTube videos and I've been very interested I've watched watched playthroughs of it or like parts of playthroughs of it but I've never actually experienced it myself and I've never actually played it but But isn't that a weird argument to have like how many of us have played yeah, it's just me who's played this the point, right? How many of us played? Okay, Hackman. that's fine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Uh, I'm gonna start a fight. Have we agreed we lose? Gone home though to one of these games. I would lose it for the Stanley Parable, not for Rocket League. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh, Rocket League uh, was kind of incredible when it came out and it's it's still, it's still yeah, a really really good game out, yeah. uh, when was the last time any of us played it mm. yeah I've not. Uh, I, I think I probably it. last played it yeah, about yeah, a year yeah, ago uh, I, I know that people like can control these cars in crazy inventive ways mm-hmm, I've yeah. always 
I've always found it really difficult to control and I've never hit the ball once and I find it really difficult to play and I don't really like it. And I've I love I love watching high-level Rocket League because like yeah. the, the stuff that people can do is absolutely insane. I can't do that at all. I can't I, do it. And I would just stay the in goal. Is void to me. Yeah. Um, I love Rocket League and I put hours into it. But um, when was the last time I, you played it? Yeah, probably last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, I think in terms of how they've structured everything, I think they've done it really well. They've kept the game really yeah. well balanced. They yeah. haven't broken it's it. It's another game that, yeah, it's, it's very well as a service. Mm. I mean, but I don't think uh, it's a top ten game. No. I'm gonna say, I don't think there is room on the list for Pac-Man CDX. And, and Tetris, Tetris effect. effect. Yeah. I knew this was day was coming. Guys, um, can we, can I just got to take a toilet break. Yeah, yeah. of course. I've got, have, you, have you played either of these games? No. Okay, yeah. Don't worry. All right. I'll have a without you. And then stop. So. Why well, is a way can we get rid of Lego Dimensions? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, right. So. I, I, I. Let's put it this way. I am willing to concede. I think Pac-Man is a better game than Tetris Effect, but I know that in this group you don't believe that. So see, so I Nicole? as good as Pac-Man is, I don't think it's a better game than Tetris Effect. Uh, that's that's what I mean. So I'm quite willing. Yeah. I know in this group I don't think you believe that, and I am willing to cut it for Tetris Effect. I- Oh, I was Let like, what the go. hell is that? That's my, <laughs> that's, my, that's my Hulk walking into the sunset music, I think. <laughs> okay, so Pac-Man... I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm literally devastated, but I, I... You see, that hurts me, because we've let Andy defend LEGO Dimensions. There's other stuff but, that's going to come where we're going to have to defend games very hard. So if you feel that strongly about it, you should get the chance to defend it. I do you see it do being... I, do I honestly believe that any one of you will defend Pac-Man against has, Tetris Effect. Has no. Pac-Man Championship Edition DX ever made you feel transcendental? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have literally got to a state where I, I, I've i had that. What you feel in Tetris Effect where you dis, where you disappear and you don't exist. Like I have the felt, Tetris Effect, yeah. Yeah, I have felt that in Pac-Man. But also, I've also become incredibly wired Playing Pac-Man at the same at the same time, like I I this yeah it it's all about packet pattern recognition and having the skill to execute that at speed and I just think it's 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 just an incredible distillation of the uh, the Pac-Man formula. Uh, taken in a completely 90 degrees sideways left at the traffic lights way um like i say personally if it was me i would cut lego dimensions keep pac-man on the list jobs are good but i just don't feel that i'm going to get that support for it if it comes down to the crunch and we're trying to get a top 10 together i could like i said i've already reeled off nine games that i think would be that but as a group we would have on the list before pac like pac-man would make 10 or 11 and uh, I'm willing to cut it now, so I'm not as devastated <laughs> later right. on. So we're going to cut it for Stanley Parable. 
to make the top 20, I guess. Um, I would rather... I'm it, willing to... I would I'm rather it go in for one of the walking simulators. I would rather... Stanley I thought Parable we were cutting Gone Home for Stanley Parable. For Stanley Parable? Okay. Yeah. I thought we'd already done that. If I, okay. Yeah, I would be more happy doing that. But Could I, Okay. Just before I reel off the list of 20, I'm going to put this out there because we've been going for two and a half hours. Yeah. How are we going to... Do you want to stop here and then I, do the straight into the top 10 from the 20? Do it as just... Yeah. Because otherwise this episode is going to be like three and a half hours long yeah. by the time we whittle this down to 10. Yeah. So with that, we've finally got a list of 20. So we have built the list. I'm going to read it out. And then in true cliffhanger style, we're going to leave you hanging on for more. Whilst we And we're going to battle it out and decide what makes the ordered list of top 10 games. So in our in the Laps Gamer, top, I guess the top unranked 20 games of the 2010s, with Dark Souls, Disco Elysium, The Last of Us, Hotline Miami, Lego Dimensions, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX, Hitman 2 2016, Brother, A Tale of Two Sons, Tetris Effect, What Remains of Edith Finch, The Stanley Parable, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Portal 2, Breath of the Wild, Red Dead Redemption, Mario Odyssey, Titanfall 2, Overwatch, Destiny 2 and Mass Effect 2. Lovely. It's quite a list of games. It's taken us two hours and odd to whittle down that far <laughs> next week you'll be joining us or next episode you'll be joining us to whittle it down to 10 and i feel like this is where the arguments are really going to start <laughs> if i'm honest so thank you all for joining me guys and um we'll see you for part two so we continue see you later. Yeah.